Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Welcome to another great episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record, a Quest Gaming Network production available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. <laughs> Today is Tyrannos, Reigns and the 28th, and I am R. You looking for me? That's not a gun, this is a gun. And I pull out a blunderbuss. Eve Harwin. <laughs> I didn't write that one. <laughs> and that right there, all hail Her Majesty and rightful Queen of the Aldmeri Dominion. Uh, so she couldn't be here today, so we got Liz instead. Uh, Liz, <laughs> Mr. Slipo. Liz. Yes? That's your cue to say something. I know, but like I was high. in such in shock. That was just horrible. She was she was cackling. It's the Why cackle. Why did you treat me that way? <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop with your fake crocodile tears, lady. Uh. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, and of course, uh, this man here recently returned from the International Space Station with a message of peace. Resistance is futile. Uh, no, I'll ladies and gentlemen, uh, do not adjust your monitors. Uh, I have a net on my head, and it is sucking <laughs> out my brains. I go to the International Space Station, and I come back with this brain-sucking life form. Is oh a net plushy? Rob, Rage Philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy dissected the Dionia Muscuplia, also known as a Venus flytrap, uh, and discovered it's not actually from Venus, but he discovered that Bananarama is Mike, the Tamrielic historian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's going to be a cruel summer. Oh, oh wow. Oh, enough. Yeah. How you doing over there, Mike? I'm doing okay today. Very good. How's my favorite bio- biologist doing? What's that you got there on your on your T-shirt? Was that uh, the white uh, white the white run, run uh, horse? Uh, I found a, a company called Spreadshirt, and uh, they have a couple of uh, um, different uh, Skyrim themed T-shirts. So, well, that's of course, pretty... you know, knowing me, I had to plop down some money and get one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that thing is, that's pretty cool. I, I like that. I like it a lot. And it's got the Imperial uh, Dragon on the back. Oh, okay. So. Can we get a shot of the back there? Uh, I can he try. He just wants to see your rump. Shake it, shake it, there shake it. Shake it, shake it. Oh, okay. There we oh, go. Oh, Akatosh. Oh, Akatosh. So, so there you go. Um, hey, guess what? We've got some sponsors, and uh, I would love it 
if the uh, actual queen of the Aldmeri Dominion, Liz Mistress LeBeau, were to tell you a little bit about our first sponsor, Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com. Go well, ahead, well, you just seemed like you were going to go ahead and do it, seeing as I'm not the real Aldmeri Dominion queen, whatever. I just totally said that you oh. were. That means you are. You are so in trouble. You do realize this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wrote the first line. I don't know who wrote the second line. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, oh, that's that's what happened. Uh-huh. Tweakedaudio.com for quality headphones, free worldwide shipping, and 30% off with our code, off the record, all one word, at tweakedaudio.com. And by Audible, audibletrial.com slash network and get a free audio book today. Today. Dragon Age. <clears throat> yeah. And oh. uh, we've got uh, five-star reviewers, which Firehawk827, not really a nerd, Cases ninety nine, Oxby three, Lucas, Smiter of Slags, and Clark UK. Both of which for, were from the uh, the United Kingdom. So, uh, hello from across the pond. Well, hello, hello there, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Do uh, you remember in the newer Star Trek movie, the two thousand nine one, where the guy goes, "Hello, Christopher"? Do you remember that? Uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> awkward moments of the entire movie. Nero goes, hello. And, and now one of our most awkward moments on this episode. Hey, so far. That's <laughs> oh, funny. So, <laughs> I, I don't actually remember that. Which which Star Trek movie was that? This 2009 one. Uh, was that was the first one or Christmas the second one? one? The first one the of first. the newer movies. Okay, all right. With the extra hot Kirk. Okay, oh. all right, the extra hot Kirk. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Uh, so let's let's head over to Rob. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat my popcorn here. Nom nom nom. nom. Uh, Rob, what are we oh. gonna be chatting about today here on on episode 148? Uh, we are gonna be talking about uh, Elder Scrolls games such as Super Mario Brothers three and oh wait no sorry uh, we're gonna be talking about Skyrim. Uh, we've got some Oblivion gameplay and some ESO gameplay uh, because gameplay is fun and I like talking gameplay. Uh, but we do have some other discussion topics. The first, the big pink elephant in the room, the Valve slash Bethesda mod debacle. Dun, 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 dun. We should put like the year at the end of it, like the mod debacle of 2015. Yes. Mm. Like, or, that or makes put it, it sounds more epic. Modgate. Yeah. Modgate. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the console beta for ESO begins. We waited for over 15. Months for the console beta, it came and went. <laughs> like my last boyfriend. Liz. Wow. Um, I'm not. I'm not touching that with a ten foot resto staff. All right. <laughs> There's an obvious joke here. I'm skipping over it immediately. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> moving on, we do uh, we do have yet again another self-deprecating rage of the week, plus your tweets and or emails. Uh, yes, but first, of course, before we get the show started, Mike, we've got a little something we want to mention, get off our chest. Is that correct, sir? Yes, we do. So, yes, our major discussion topic today will be the paid user content debacle from Valve and Bethesda. However, as always, we will be discussing our gameplay for the first hour of the show. Uh, if you would like and you just want to hear about the uh, paid user content debacle, you can skip ahead approximately one hour. 
And if you'd like to hear that first, or click on uh, the newspaper icon at the bottom right if you're watching this on YouTube, and that'll take you right to that. Uh, our reporting on this will be of a factual nature, uh, presenting as much primary source information as we can. And then after we're done presenting all of the uh, source material, we will then give you our opinions uh, as uh, we see that and how uh, we feel it affects us. And uh, maybe Rage will scream and yell and throw stuff. I don't know. Uh, We'll also note that before Valve and Bethesda announced that they were going to pull the program from Steam, we announced on Twitter that we will never we will never feature a mod with a price tag in our uh, crafting table. Uh, at this point, it's nice for us to know that uh, that stance has become a moot point for us because, well, that they've taken it down. So, uh, with that, we will move in to our weekly gameplay. There you have it, as indicated by our fancy little gameplay bumper, huh? 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 There you go. Oh, you love it, don't you? Ow! My spleen. Oh, it's tantalizing your ears as we speak. Get your butt out of my face. And here we are in the gameplay weekly gameplay. Uh, let's just let's just quickly <clears throat> um, summarize our activities for this week. Uh, when we left off left off last week, I said, uh, "Here here are your challenges: play Daggerfall and get through the first dungeon, Privateer's Hold, start a bard in Morrowind and get it to level three. Start an agent in Oblivion and get it to level 3. Or come up with your own unique challenge in any Elder Scrolls games. And, uh, of course, we invited you to send us your your story this week. And uh, at the end of the segment, approximately an hour from now, uh, we'll be inviting you to do the same with some brand new weekly challenges uh, for this week. So so send us an email to elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com for that. Um, is does anyone like want to go want to go first? All I can say is either you're a sadist or I'm a masochist because I chose the Daggerfall one. <laughs> oh, oh! Well, I I I volunteer to go first. Um, I know this isn't normally what I do, but it will be pretty short and sweet. Uh, th- this week was pretty frustrating for me. <laughs> you did the Daggerfall one too. <laughs> <laughs> You tried to install Morrowind. <laughs> no, I actually have Morrowind and uh, Oblivion installed. Um, I, I decided to not go with the Daggerfall because um, I had tried it in the past, and my computer went and like the side of its face started going like this, and uh, that, that's not funny. Um, but <laughs> uh, no, like my, my computer was just like, oh no, what is this old code? Get it out. And uh, so I decided to start <laughs> Ew, off. Pre d- XP icky. Yeah, <laughs> I decided to uh, uh, to first give the Oblivion um, challenge a uh, a try, and I fired up Oblivion. And one of the things that I learned because I don't fire up Oblivion as much. Like when the game first came out, I thought it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, we've since moved past that. I like how Skyrim is built, so I have gotten used to Skyrim and ESO as well. Which, comparatively, that, you know, if Oblivion is sliced bread, then, of course, Skyrim is Hot Pockets. 
Yes. Um, or <laughs> Pillsbury Toaster Strudels. Oh, yeah. Mm, toaster yeah, those, yeah, those are, oh, those those are, are awesome. Yeah. yeah, those are good. But uh, <laughs> after, after playing um, Oblivion, and, or after playing Skyrim and ESO, going back and playing Oblivion, even if for just a few moments, um, it's kind of like going back to dial-up. It's it's like it's like okay, why isn't my right click doing anything? What do I do? Ugh, man, my my, my controls are all jacked up. Then I realized like that that I uh, I ended up choosing uh, the spell sword out of habit rather than the agent. Uh, so I'm like, okay, now I got to start over. And of course, I'm all about character creation, and I don't care what mods there are for Oblivion. The character creation in Oblivion is horrible <laughs> just oh, absolutely God. horrible arch of the potatoes yeah. there is there is nothing worse than like spending all this time you know trying to get like cheekbones and everything just where you want them and you know i, I spent probably good you know 30 minutes doing this and then i go to rotate and the nose is like out to here <laughs> like, like damn it it's like hey you know what's funny is you look at all the npcs in the game and you're like how come i can't get a character to look like that and then, yeah. as as a player character, you've got two choices. The good guys look like potato heads. The bad mm-hmm. guys, you know, the ones that you're going to go into the Dark Brotherhood and all that, they look like potato heads with a unibrow. Okay. okay. <laughs> right before we started this show, I was in Skyrim, and I took this screenshot that I just put in the notes. Mike the Liar, I found, right before we, we started this, and he actually said to me, Mike has heard of the people of Skyrim are better looking than the ones in Cyrodiil. <laughs> 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 yes. Oh, Mike, how he how he does not lie. He did oh, not lie. He did not. He's probably one of the best characters ever. Uh, and and there's there's so much truth to that because every character I've ever tried to make in uh, in Oblivion just looks like some sort of cartoony version of Igor. You know, it's just they they just have this. I, I, I can't even describe it. It's just horrible. Those are the female characters. Exactly. You know, I can make a semi-decent female-looking character, but always the color is off. And the thing is, is that if you move one thing in in those sliders, it will change several things. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, that's a that's big ex- problem. So once I was able to get past character creation, you know, uh, I'm I'm in the cell. And Captain Picard comes and gets me out of the cell, and uh, I follow him, and he dies. And, of course, you're given that option to change around your character. Uh, so at least at that point, you know, I realized, oh, okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to choose an agent. And then you go out into the world, and I, for the life of me, could not figure out how to get to Wayne and Priory. I was like, I was just there in ESO. Like... <laughs> I know that it's west of the Imperial City and a little bit north, so I'm just going to take this. I, I couldn't freaking find it. Like and The nice thing is is that Cyrodiil in ESO, the land map is pretty accurate. Yeah. To, you know, other than, you know, you've got to cut the, the triangle down a bit um, to fit. You know, they've, they've clipped off the, the, the far edges um, and haven't released those. But pretty much the land is pretty well structured the map-wise, so... Well, Rob, didn't you have it selected as your as your active quest? 
Uh, probably not, because uh, it had been so you know so long since I played it. I didn't figure. I probably just couldn't figure out how to how to do it, or I didn't have it set. And I had gone there like several times before with all the previous play playthroughs of it that I did. You know, since it came out. So I just figured, oh, well, I know it's over here, and well, it wasn't where I remembered it being. Uh, so <laughs> I ended up in I, Hall. Yeah, so I'm I'm like lost in in Cyrodiil. I'm like I have no idea where I am. <laughs> so well, let me ask you this: What did you think of the agent? It's it's <clears throat> tough. It's it's really tough. What does it do? Uh, I'm trying to remember what its its main skills are. It's um, um it's basically and I got this because uh, I, I I chose the same thing for my for my gameplay. Um, it's it's basically a a sneak archer thief. With um, with illusion magic in it, right? And like, uh, yeah. As I just pulled it up yeah. to, to remind myself, and the thing that made it difficult for me is I like using melee weapons. So the only weapon skill that it has is marksman. So it's like the the bow in Oblivion is just <laughs> it's tough because uh, <laughs> it is very tough. Yeah, it's got a lot of. Um, it's got a lot of arc to it, for sure. You got to. Account oh my for that. god, you guys are. <laughs> oh my it mic looks... was unmuted. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Okay, wow. let's check Carwin's face on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> but um... Liz, there's some things that shouldn't come out of your mouth. <laughs> Sorry. But <laughs> uh, anyway, and... I, I digress. Uh, continues on without you know missing a beat there. Wow! At, at least at least I wasn't the instigator of the face palm this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, I mean, I, I I remember using the bow before, and uh, I remember like you 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 would be able to launch guards like once you got a powerful enough like you could you could launch a guard you know several hundred yards once you max that thing out. Uh, so I figured, all right, this this isn't going to be too bad. But after a little bit, I ended up making it to about uh, not quite three. So I didn't quite make it to three before I just ended up getting frustrated. Uh, so I decided to move into ESO. And so I just messed around in ESO a little bit and decided, you know what? I'm going to go for that serial killer achievement. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I walked around um, the uh, oh, it's, it's one of my favorite zones, Rivenspire. Uh, I walked around Rivenspire with with my Nightblade, Karis, and uh, Wrecking Blow makes very short work of uh, of that achievement. Uh, you can gain uh, you can you can gain that achievement pretty quick if you're using uh, Sneak and a, a two handed. Because as long as the eye is closed, they're they're gonna die. Like they could be levels above you, and they will die. Uh, so uh, I did that, and it took me about an hour before I was finally able to take down as uh, as many people as needed to get the first tier of that uh, that achievement. But um, what made it interesting is that because of my uh, I, I don't know if it's because of the Legere domain skill, but I didn't get caught at all. Like I think you end up have. I think you have to kill 50 people for the first iteration of it. And I was able to do it without being seen at all. Wow. So I gained no bounty. Well. Did you act, yeah. you, and you got it, right? You actually got the achievement? 
yeah, got got the achievement and like, all right, well, cool, and no bounty and. Uh, had a bunch of stuff that looted off the bodies and uh, went and traded them in. Ended up getting maybe about two or 3,000 gold worth of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun just sneaking around, being somewhat unproductive, hearkening back to a previous uh, thing that uh, that we did. Uh, but, I mean, I was just going for an achievement. I wasn't like, like I'm VR2 and I'm taking out like level 30s. You know? <laughs> like, it's like I'm not. Bully. Now, I am being a bully, but I'm being a bully to things that have no souls. So does that make me a bully? I don't really think so. Yeah, yeah that is. I mean, if it does, if it has a soul, then yes. If it doesn't, I think that's a fine line. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, now, Rob, off to uh, before we move on to someone else. I just want to mention um, you had said that you you prefer more of a a um, melee style. Uh, in in Oblivion, you might actually like the Acrobat. Um, they have uh, you, you got to use the attributes of agility and endurance, and their major skills are acrobatics plus blade and block, as well as marksman security, sneak, and speechcraft. So it's just like the Agent, only you actually do get to use um, blade and blocking skills as well. Yeah, I probably prefer that one, uh, just because any game that I've played. Uh, that's Elder Scrolls wise. I've always preferred using a melee weapon um, to any type of ranged. I mean, I like using magic. Uh, you know, the bow in Morrowind just sucked. Um, but I mean, a lot of the weapons in Morrowind sucked. But uh, that that was just like my you know my play style. And every game that I play, I'm I'm always melee, always. And that's just that's my play style. Yeah. I hear so you. yeah, I might have to might have to do that. So, I mean, well, these things are, are designed to kind of, you know, give us a little bit of a mini challenge to kind of break us out of our our, uh, our comfort zone. And, and whenever that happens, you know, hilarity is going to ensue on this show, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, with the agent, I, I mean, what what about it that you liked? What about it did you dislike? I, I like the the, uh, the sneaky factor of it. Yeah. Um, you know, because, I mean, I, I, I'm comfortable playing a, a sneaky type. Uh, and I don't necessarily have to be a sneaky type either. Uh, but the, definitely the thing that I hated, uh, or well, I liked the least about it, I didn't hate it, but was the fact that the only weapon skill was Marksman. Because the bow and Oblivion really just didn't do it for me. Mm. Liz, your mic is muted, right? Yes. <laughs> no, don't worry about it, please, Tom. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, so, uh, uh, Rob, anything else? No, that's that's pretty much it. Other than just derping around with, uh, you know, with uh, with ESO a little bit this week. Um, my my Daggerfall Sorcerer. Uh, I just want to throw this in. Tomorrow morning, we'll have completely capped all riding skills. Congratulations! Wow. Thank you. That is awesome. That should be an achievement in and of itself. It really should, because I mean, it's supposed like in now, you know, now in game, if you make a character, it will take you at least six months before you'll be able to do that. And that's if you if you do it every day. You need to do now is get the PvP uh, rapid whatever rapid maneuvers. I think it's called whatever the thing that makes you go fast. Holy crap! You will streak by people. They'll be like, what the? What was that? Got it. I'll tell you. Switching between my characters, going from my Nightblade that we always play together, you know, and his horse, which is maxed out in speed, maxed out in carrying, 
and to go to any of my other characters, I'm like, oh my god, this is so slow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, uh, yeah, like having a bar one trying to trail behind you. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been putting points into uh, into my speed too. Good. Because all yeah. of my other characters are maxed in capacity, but most of them don't have any speed or stamina. It's just, oh my god. I can see the waypoint. It's going to take me ten minutes to get there. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move over to Liz because uh, apparently Liz has a lot to say. She's very opinionated this evening. Uh, what, <laughs> Liz? How how was your weekend game? What if, if I hear something that is just wrong? I'm going to call it out. Uh, no, that's fine. I I don't have an issue with that. I I think um, maybe the exact terminology was was uh, different <laughs> than normal. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I, Liz, what'd you do? I cheated. Well, I, I did not. Well, uh, what'd you do this week? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I didn't exactly cheat. I'm actually taking away some of uh, some of my additions to Skyrim just to make it more challenging because um, you get to a point where you mod so much that you have to pull it back just a little bit, you know, because um, it gets too easy and then it gets a little boring. But Anyway, everybody mod is off now, huh? So that way it's a challenge to get them to marry you again? Well, n- no, I- I've stayed... Eric the Slayer, I've been chasing him for three years. So, you know... <laughs> you I'm, have. I'm going to keep him around, just because... You, you have. But, <laughs> you definitely so have. today, I went and... Okay, I found this guy named Froki. Have you met this guy? He, he's the guy that likes uh, Kinnereth or it's, Kine. It's not Kine. It sounds yeah. familiar, yeah. Uh, yeah, he and he's, he's got uh, his grandson... In, in in this little shack, they live in this little one uh, room shack, which is just horrible. The kid is a brat. Anyway, he wanted me to go kill a giant wolf, a giant mud crab, and a giant skeever. Like I'm the freaking Orkin man. I swear to God, <laughs> he, wanted me, he, just, he just wanted me to get rid of like these little critters, like for no reason. Uh, he said there was going to be some kind of reward. I haven't gone back or anything, but. Um, yeah, I, I remember that giant mud crab. My first time I played through that, I think I pick up that I picked up that quest and did you know didn't pay attention to it because I remember very late at night. It was like four a.m. I remember seeing a giant mud crab, and I, and I asked people the next day, "Is there a giant mud crab in this game?" They're like, "No, I, don't, I, I think you just made that up." So for for three years, I thought this thing was a mountain and like not real, and so it was kind of nice uh, knowing that this thing actually existed. And, uh, but I, yeah, I killed some guys, um, some of those, but the thing is I installed a Samuel L. Jackson mud crab mod. <laughs> Ready with the bleep button. Yeah. You, you mentioned this, uh, briefly last week. It was amazing because I went to go kill this giant mud crab and he has, you know, little mud crab buddies around him. And it sounded like me in a dungeon when I'm doing badly. I mean, there were so many F bombs dropped. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Say what? Say what? One more time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Just a chorus of them. Just, oh. It was amazing. It was amazing chaos. Yeah. Anyway. I'm and- sorry. Did I break your concentration? <laughs> did I break your concentration? <laughs> yes. No, Anakin. He's too dangerous to keep alive. <laughs> <laughs> Royale with cheese. Oh, that'd be amazing if he said that. Anyway. Um, so... I ran into these people that were going to a wedding. They were going the wrong way to a wedding, by the way, which was amazing. I, I just uh, – stupid people. Sounds okay, like they were riding in my with car. Me. They were like, ah, what do you want? So I went and sneak killed their guard, and I was like, how do you like me now? And then they were still snots to me when I started to talk to them. So I just shot them in the crotch, and then I told their wedding gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, don't. There's a lesson learned. Don't be a snot to me because I will That's kill you. That's what I'm you. talking about. Apparently. Yeah. And yeah. then – 
They were headed to Markarth. Okay, the wedding was in in solitude, but I went to Markarth and I met this guy that was not letting me into his museum. And I I, I don't understand this. This was not cool. In the point of a museum to go see stuff. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So he told me not to go in there, and I've been watching a lot of Psych, and I thought, what would Sean and Gus do? So I decided to sneak in on my own. And <laughs> so I was trying to be nice to people, and I, you know, calmed them so I didn't have to kill anybody. But then it just turned into a bloodbath. I mean, and, and I like the way Rage says bloodbath. Say it. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. <laughs> bloodbath. Did you activate all the traps yeah. on him? Do what? Activate all the traps? No, I'm not. No, because all I got to do is one-shot him. It, it's, Yeah. Yeah, but it's so much more fun watching the, you know, upside down fans take them up for you. I did have that happen because I got I got really far into the Thieves Guild quest. I got to the point where I have the, the skeleton key, and that's the part where stupid, stupid, oh, what's that hot guy's name? Um, Eric the Slayer. No, well, that uh, <laughs> no, um, the guy with the Scottish Brynjolf. accent. Brynjolf. 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 Yeah, his stupid butt was just standing there when the, when those little traps would go off. The the fan would go up his butt and then swirl him around, and then he'd come back for more. <laughs> At least he can't be killed. Okay, yeah. So, it, so Mike, when, when Liz says, who's that hot guy, how come you know instantly? Because <laughs> there's only three guys in the Thieves Guild that you interact with. Ah, uh-huh. Okay. And, you know, Brynjolf is the one that all the ladies get mad about. When he uh, says, I'll yeah. talk to you later, Lass, or I've got important business to do. Yeah. yeah. And it can't yeah. be Mercer because everybody can't stand Mercer. Mercer. Yeah. And oh. Delvin, well, he's after Vex and, you know, isn't what I most people would consider a hot guy. Oh, who's the guy? Oh, the guy <laughs> behind the bar. Oh, and that, and that uh, girl that's the fence. Oh, she gets mad if you talk to him. Ooh. What, Vex? Vex all the man. Yeah, Vex no, all the man. Um, um, starts with the, the Red Guard. Um, oh, yeah. Well, what what gave it away, you know, for me, I, you know, like I couldn't remember, you know, the name uh, immediately, but when when she said the guy with the Scottish accent, it's like Brynjolf is the only Scot in Scotland. Yeah, what if like everybody else has a repeated voice yeah. somewhere? It's like, it's like it, it, I'm every, not really Mercer Frey. It's like it's like everybody in Skyrim is Tenilia. is you know it either sounds like they're from Austria. <laughs> or, uh, or, or you know, like like the Imperials and the Bretons, they all sound like they're from the Bronx. Um, <laughs> and then, and then you've got Brynjolf. And you meet him. He's just like, "Hey, how you doing, lass? Hey, you want to go steal some stuff? Ah, that's right. That's right. I'm a Scot. Let's go. It's like, <laughs> get in my belly. Get yeah, in my get belly. In my belly. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, hey, hey, once." Why don't you go steal this ring from that uh, that lizard guy over there? You know, it's like, <laughs> okay. I love this. You can talk like this all night. I'd be very entertained. <laughs> anyway, Ugh. okay. Speaking of, of um, well, I, I, there, I have no transition. I was going to make a joke and then I'm Sp- not speaking of anything. Speaking of Brynjolf or? Uh, well, I was going to say. Imperials from the Bronx? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. someone stole your street roll. Say that to me one more time. <laughs> and then he pulls out a flintlock. Ah, you... <laughs> oh, it's getting hot in Queens. <laughs> right, okay, I went to that assassin's door that scares the crap out of me every time it talks because it's like, what is your favorite color? I mean, it just scares me. Blue. And... <laughs> 
But it asked, it asked me, what is the greatest lie? I, something like that. And one of the options was that marriage lasts forever. So, of course, I picked that one. <laughs> Holy crap. Who put that in there? Somebody disgruntled, apparently. And Speaking it, of marriage, I built right? a new home. I custom built a home so we didn't have to live with Eric's dad. And he refuses to stay there, probably because it's a mod. But, okay, so so I can say, okay, follow me. So I have to tell him. I have to say, stay put here in the bedroom so I can get that bonus. And I have to order him <laughs> to get into bed. And the best part about that is is that when he does, he asks, is there anything else? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to finish that. But, yeah, so there is an option with this mod. I've been waiting for this for three years. Fun. Close the door. <laughs> This is just waiting to finish the Dark Brotherhood to get that one room. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, there is, however, in this mod that I've got, it's not the house mod. It's it's the amazing follower tweaks one. There is an option for give me some sugar, which is awesome. That's cute. But the best part is dance for me. And literally, I can have this guy follow me around twerking the entire time. (laughs) This is the greatest mod I have ever come across. (laughs) It is is freaking hilarious. (laughs) twerks oh my god it's so awesome and then you can change his clothes and it's all cute and everything maybe we should put those price tags back on some of these mods after all that they need to have <laughs> i'll oh, tell boy. you i've been playing eso and i'm very disappointed in the eldmere dominion right now i'm telling you because i've been doing pvp uh <laughs> yeah i've noticed you've been uh pvping your face off uh, well, I've been trying. I've been trying to observe and learn. And what I have observed is that some guys in group chat are jerks. They're absolute jerks. They're like, "Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that?" They refuse to form their own group. Um, but then, then they'll be like, "Ah, you got to help me res me. I'm not going to res you. I'm not going to res you after being such a jerk." And oh, then yeah. they want me to join <laughs> their group, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? It's I'm a, a healer. I'm not healing your butt." Everyone in group chat is the single greatest military video game leader that that was ever <laughs> created. It's it's uh, it's quite inspiring, actually. I've I've well, Napoleon, everybody else throughout history. All oh, they think they're amazing, but they get they get all. Oops, we need to take Alessia now. Do it now. We must annex this farmhold. <laughs> Takes the farm in front of Alessia and I'll do it now. <laughs> You're like, whoa there, guy. Slow down. But, yeah, and, and the sad part is is that there there is so – on the map, there is so much red. And, and lately, it's been blue. Um, there is just – it's they're dominating everything. And we've got, like, our – not even the keep. Like we've got the the main portal into Cyrodiil left. It's it's tragic. So I went yeah. to another server. The same thing. I don't know what it is with EP, but you guys are jerks. Okay, and you guys need to at least let up on some people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's nice to know, Liz. When when the going gets tough, you just go to a different server. I did. Well, I did. Well, the thing is, is that okay? You watch the chat, and and you see like LFG, LFG. People are looking for a group. Nobody wants to form a group. I don't want to form a group because I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm actually there to learn, and I'm trying to learn by observation, you know. And and I'll join a group when somebody says, "Hey, d- type in three 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 or whatever." I'll do that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I will not join the group of the guy. I, there's one in particular. I'm not going to name him, but there's one guy that thinks he his poop doesn't stink. And I will not join his group on purpose. <laughs> just, 
just the one. <laughs> well, Mr. well, no, there are ones. That, the one that was like resme, resme, and I'm, no, no, I tried resing him, and then I got attacked, and I had to run away, and then he yelled at me for running away. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Anyway, he's probably oh. twelve. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. What I'm gonna do from a, a few nights this week, if, if I'm on and in Cyrodiil, I may not be up for like a major group if it's really late, but I wouldn't mind if if, if people are forming a group. I wouldn't mind tagging along. There you go. There's my offer. All right. Okay. Uh, anything else, Liz? No. Well, that was wildly entertaining. Thank you very much. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Uh, so, so I guess, I guess I'm kind of boring this week. I don't have any, any cool stories. I can just kind of catch you up a little bit on what I've been doing. Um, other than, other than picking up, uh, pirate guns off the streets of Queens. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, you, like, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I mean, I, I (laughs) I swear to God, I I get this. It comes over as fireworks (laughs) and, uh, it was quite the debacle to get there in the first place. Then when I get there, there's this dude laying on the ground. I'm like, this is going to be awful. And then I look down next to him, like that's a freaking pirate gun. <laughs> like that's that's a that is the plot of an episode gun. of Monk. <laughs> was... I got a phone call later that evening, Mike. We have to, I'm not going to be able to do a classic tomorrow. I'm going to have to work overtime. Uh, I got a perp with a with a uh, a pirate gun. I'm like a pirate gun. What the hell's a pirate gun? <laughs> flintlock system and all baby do you guys remember at the beginning of this show the first few episodes nothing but flintlocks were talked about yes yeah uh, you guys said that in chorus yeah. in a very melancholy chorus oh yeah. my god i yeah. i remember those those good old days i flame me a dirge me uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh when i haven't been uh you know arresting the uh the pirates of of queens <laughs> Um, I've been in Tamriel and, and I started, uh, I started, uh, an agent in Oblivion and it basically is a sneak thief, sneak thief with illusion magic and mercantile skills as major, as a major difference, um, relies a lot on agility and personality as its major attributes. And, um, I had a lot of fun with this. I got it up to level three. Uh, I started a Khajiit agent, right? With, uh, the thief birth sign. Uh, which basically gives you plus 10 points to uh, agility, speed, and luck. So I got a little bit of a bonus there. It worked out. I uh, got through the tutorial, and I realized that if illusion is like my big thing right now with this build, then I should probably have more spells than the one that I just got. So I did some... I mean... <laughs> what? You just have one illusion spell? There's one, yeah, they start you off with, like, here's your illusion spell. Like, you're... <laughs> You're an agent. That's all you need. The Here, illusion spell is, is. You can't see me. <laughs> Rage, all you can think of right now, I'll bet you anything, is that line from Clue. Like, he wasn't a very good illusionist. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Sorry, he we like Clue. disappeared. But, but he disappeared. That was his job. He was an illusionist. But he never reappeared. He, wasn't he a very was not a very good illusionist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was definitely the story of my agent this week, that's for sure. <laughs> what spell is it? I mean, because uh, there are several different spells. You can do You can do calming people. You can yeah. um, frenzy them. What do you have? Oh, that's what it was. It was Soothing Touch, which uh, calms up to level two characters for 15 seconds. Oh, that's seconds really going to work. Which works for maybe about five minutes. <laughs> it what? works on skeevers. Basically. And I, I mean... Uh, you know how I am. I'm a trooper 110 percent of the way. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride something until it c- goes crashing headlong into 
into a, a brick wall or off a cliff, and then I'm going to get back up and try and repair it. So <laughs> I love it. Well, the thing is about that one is you have to be close to them. The, yeah. What I use that for is just for merchants because they give me better prices. And the mercantile skill certainly works with with that as well. So, you know, I was basically saying to myself, like, this, this one soothing touch spell that I have is cool, but I want more. I want to see what illusion has for me in, in this game because I, I really just don't know. Um, so I did some looking, and it turns out that there is a um, an illusion trainer right in Shadenhole, which is just west of where I was. Which you know, when you get out of the Imperial City, uh, the sewers there, it's 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 not far. So made my way over to Shadenhole, and I found out I was too low level to buy any spells, and <laughs> of course I didn't have enough money to level myself up through through the the training. So I was like, great. <laughs> So Daylight and Dollar Shave touching people. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Go through Shave Hole touching people. <laughs> I am an illusionist. Hey, let me touch you. <laughs> Those pissy orcs. Here, let me touch you. <laughs> Get out of my way, cat. I'll touch you a little bit. How about that? <laughs> the guard, excuse me, sir. You're going to have to stop. <laughs> oh, I touch you. You scratch my belly. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I found out that there's a couple of places nearby where I can, you know, kind of throw myself into, maybe get some some treasure and, and some coin and maybe level up my skills. So that's basically what I had done. Um, I went into a cave or two, and I, I, I feel like I got a, a, a decent um, tutorial in, in this play style, but I think going up to level three is, is probably not enough to really get a handle on, on what the agent can do. Um, in in this game, so I think that part was a little bit disappointing for me. But um, the cool part was is that I definitely felt equipped to at that low level take on the challenges that that was being presented to me inside these caves. You know, I would I'd be sneaking. I was doing very well doing that. Um, the bow was a little tough to learn because it is so different from Skyrim. But I eventually I I got very good with it. Um, and when I didn't have a chance to one-shot an enemy uh, and it came after me and saw me, I just popped off that, that uh, illusion spell and there he goes. Uh, I also realized that I have starlight, which uh, gives you 20 feet of light around you for 60 seconds on yourself. And that helps uh, level up your, your illusion skill, too. So You don't have to use a torch! Oh. I know, I know! <laughs> Liz, were you thinking what I was thinking? Does it come with roller skates? What? Does he get to sing Starlight Express the entire Starlight Express, Starlight Express. That's over. Yes. I, I, got <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing on that. Um, so so I, I completed the challenge. I got up to level three, but I feel like it was a little too easy. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to continue with the character, uh, especially in light of the new challenges coming this week. But we'll see. I uh, jumped into Skyrim, and I downloaded a mod off the uh, Skyrim Nexus called Helgen Reborn, which I'll, I'll have Janessa play through in the coming days. Right now, um, my my Avarwin character, my paladin, he's uh, 22, I think, and um, I've been wanting to get into Falskar. I really haven't had a chance to play that yet. Um, not much, not much. So I want to get into Falskar more, but before I do that... I'm at the point where it's like, dude, stop adventuring, sit down, and do your homework. Because, like, and by that I mean crafting. Um, <laughs> because 
I, I am just complete crap when it comes to anything involving like survivability and my, my armor and my weapons and whatnot. I mean, I'm, I'm getting Dwemer armor out of chests and I'm still making iron stuff. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. And I really just got to sit down and, and handle my blacksmithing and my enchanting. Uh, which Did are... you ever think that this is the time because it's something you don't like very much that you think you might open up the console? Yeah, I think that. Okay. And then I, I can help to you do with it. this. No, I refuse. <laughs> Damn it. I, I thought I was trying to be helpful. Like I thought you were coming to me for help and I was going to be like a good, you know, older internet sister and sit you down and tell you how to do it. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, no, really. I honestly do. I really appreciate the offer. But the thing <laughs> is, is I, I never like, I never, I have never gotten into, into the, the crafting system in Skyrim really. Um, because you always want to pay a good guy in a paladin and you don't go stealing ingots anywhere. That's really not my, my problem. I have enough money to buy them and I have. It's it's really just going out there and getting the ore to to make um to make the ingots and then be able to take those ingots and make certain things pieces of armor. It's like I've got like a lot of little pieces but not everything to make certain things you know so i was making some daggers earlier today um which is obviously the easiest thing that you can make so i was happy i got that done at least and that's what got me from 21 to 22 was was that plus a little enchanting so i was excited about that but i definitely got to like i got to sit down and handle this so i don't know what uh what if i'm gonna get into falscar at all this week because i really got to grind out those <laughs> uh, really it doesn't take long getting a mod uh for item recycling uh, because then what you do is like, oh. let's say you go through a dungeon and you kill off, you know, 10 bandits and they all have iron daggers and iron armor. You can smelt some of those down and use the iron ores to upgrade the others. That way you, by just upgrading from, you know, epic and legendary and all that, you'll increase your smithing skill that way without having to, you know, I use had- the iron to build new daggers and then use another brick to, yeah. yeah, I had a thing for a while uh, that that allowed me to smelt uh, my armor into into. Oh, ingots. that's amazing! I didn't even think of that. Oh, it was it was a great great mod. And then I, I just I want to do this without mods. I want to do this without console commands. I really want to get like that because like I've never really have been disciplined enough to sit down and just do it. And I'm at the point now where I'm just like, you know, dude, this game's been out for how long? You know, you 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 uh, you're you're the lead host of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Sit down, shut up, take the take the bottle out of your mouth, quit your complaining, and learn how to do the d- damn crafting in this game. Other, <laughs> I, yeah, I just got to get up or, to at least level sixty on the crafting <laughs> on, his, on the uh, yeah. You do need level sixty because smithing. that's where you can you can upgrade uh, uh, magical Magic. items. Yeah, now, there is a place that in, right in, in uh, Dawnstar that it's very easy to get to, and there's a cave, and there's a lot of ore in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'll take. A I look was going to suggest going to that one just north of White Run that uh, they're skinning the uh, the mammoths out there, because you can get the was it uh, transmute spell, and when you make stuff out of gold, so you go from the iron ore to the silver ore to the gold ore, and then make gold brick or gold bars, and if you make gold necklaces or gold rings, that increases your skill level much faster than if you make iron daggers. See, that's another thing too. Um, I, I really appreciate the fact that that I can take silver, uh, silver ingots, and take all of those gems that I find because you know how I play. I'm in I'm in single 
single person perspective, all right, mm-hmm. when I'm searching around in dungeons, I've got a freaking torch in my hand and I am looking in every corner, every yeah. crevice, opening up every single draw, looking at all the, the bookshelves, and I find everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. And I don't stop until I found it all. So, <laughs> so I've got like tiny little, I got tons of these gems and they're great to have because. Honestly, I think gems are better than gold. It's worth more than a gold, and you know you can you turn it in. It's a great profit. Um, so I love finding gems. So I can turn those with the silver ingots into into jewelry, get my blacksmithing increased, and then enchant the uh, the jewelry as there well and do that as well. So I love finding those. That's that's great. But um, I definitely got to sit down and look for like places where I can I can mine ore for sure, which I'll be I'll be doing this week, of course. I got two mods that'll help you with that. He won't use mods. Oh, okay. He wants bling. Well, that's really what he wants. Here's the thing: he wants to make a giant clock necklace so he can run around Scotland. Damn boy! (laughs) (laughs) The big old grill. (laughs) I got my clock on my chest and my scuba on the back, son. Yeah. (laughs) 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 What up now? (laughs) Man. What is that? Is that an oracalcum grill you've got? Yeah! <laughs> my bank account and my teeth. Man. So, uh, that was interesting. <laughs> so, um, oh, uh, hey, I mentioned last week, right, that uh, Janessa, her her uh, her sneak was at 100. So, I made the awesome mistake of making that a legendary skill. <laughs> Learn the hard way. Oh boy! And and you know what's great about making legendary skills is that you can continue to play the way you love playing. And Wait, I don't remember that legendary skills. Yeah, yeah. When you get a skill up to a hundred, in this uh-huh. example, sneaking. Okay, because Janessa is a sneak thief uh, with a with a bow and arrow. Um, she was <laughs> was level thirty four, and sneaking was at a hundred. So I I made the skill. A legendary skill and what it does is it brings the skill back down it takes all the perks out and now i can re-level the skill again this way that skill gives me experience toward my character's overall level well i took the perks out and then i dropped it into illusion magic because i wanted her to get into illusion i horribly nerfed myself to the point where i I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, oh, my my heart hurts right now. I mean, oh, it was, I, it, I couldn't do anything. I could barely do anything in any kind of combat situation because the enemies I was fighting were level 34. My sneaking skill was, you know, noobish at best. Borwin. And, and you don't have anything enchanted that you can help. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just, just the. I should du- throw my iron dagger at you. <laughs> it's not even upgraded. I mean, it, it could have been like if there was a Skyrim version of Jackass, like that would have been, <laughs> <laughs> would have been there me. One. It's called Evarwin. <laughs> Watch him horribly break a character. Well, it's a good thing I tried getting into mods because I accidentally corrupted my save file. <laughs> oh my god! Trying to tell. <laughs> Try to download SKSE. Apparently, my computer can't handle that. So. Ooh. 
I'm an idiot. So SKSE is a little weird. Is that code for like big booty Bosmer? It's it's the it's the Skyrim script extender that that a lot of mods work off of and a I, lot a lot yeah and I wanted I wanted uh I I I wanted the UI thing that everyone has what's that called again Sky, Sky UI Sky UI thank you yeah I I saw that on Skyrim Nexus I'm like oh let me get that and then it said oh you can't have it bro because you don't have SKSE I'm like okay so I'll get SKSE then and then I I watched a video tutorial I did it step by step because I remember. You know, somewhere in the back of my head, somewhere in episode 50, 60-ish, is there's there's Shank. Hey, bro, don't download SKSE if you don't know what you're doing. I'm like, okay, Shank, I'll remember that. And I remembered it. So I'm like, cool, let me do that. So I followed it step by step. You sounded just like it. <laughs> Guess what? Computer can't take it. So I, I, I said, okay, so let me just remove it. And I removed it. And then my game started crashing. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Did you get they walk up to the vendor and explode in a fiery ball? Uh, I didn't get that, no. Oh, okay. I've had that crash before. Mod oh. organizer? Yes. That's I, the one that Rage told us about in length, about yeah. in January or so. I'm well, so glad he did. Well, well, the thing is is that SKSE is the only thing that you can't uh, use mod organizer for, but it's... Once yes, you have you SK... Yeah. Yeah. You, you did? Mo- yeah, well, in, in, in mod organizer, I can launch SKSE version of Skyrim. Right, and I'm not right. talking about that. I mean, like, you can't use Mod Organizer to install SKSE. Oh, oh, oh. Well, here's the thing, and, and Myra's in the chat room is saying, uh, if you look up Gopher uh, on, on YouTube, he can help you. And that's exactly the guy I, I watched. <laughs> I, it was it was Gopher's video on YouTube that, that helped me install it. It was fantastic, too. Like, it, it worked out great. It just happened to be that I think my computer can't handle um script extenders i i suppose i i don't know so in any event um i had to roll my save back to a point where janessa was level 26 oh <laughs> but uh she's now has sneak at you know 100 i level sneak though <laughs> <Yeah>. so win <laughs> and and just to finish off um here's another dumb thing uh <laughs> thought about making a one-handed shield dps build in eso and uh, what I found out is basically what I had figured out, uh, what I had thought, was that uh, any decent DPS coming out of a build like that is going to have to rely heavily on Magicka. Um, and I'm I'm deep into stamina build because it's the best way to tank. So, And, and what I wanted to do was I wanted to have a DPS build that was going to complement my tanking. So I wasn't looking to top any DPS charts with this build. So what I have, this is what I'm using, and, and feel free to you know pick it apart and throw tomatoes at me. Um, I'm using Explosive Charge to open up. That comes from Adric Spear build um, tree. Uh, Heroic Slash from the One-Handed and Shield tree. Puncturing Sweep from the Adric Spear tree. Power Slam from the One-Handed Shield tree. And Radiant Destruction, which has not been uh, morphed just yet, and that's from Dawn's Wrath. And um, I've actually been been pretty happy with uh with how that's going for me in a um in a uh in a questing sort of environment and i took it uh i took it into a a uh a tanking uh situation that i did um i think late last week and you know again i wasn't topping any dps charts but it did help out a little bit um although it is very um uh, it's got it's got a little it's got a little AOE in there from the explosive charge and the puncturing sweep, but you know nothing that's gonna really make a difference, I suppose. 
So, uh, so there it is. Such as is my my week in Tamriel from ESO to Oblivion and Skyrim. Uh, Mike, you've been you've been patient. What about you? What have you done? So, as I mentioned very early on, either you're a sadist or I'm a masochist. I took the Daggerfall challenge to try and escape <laughs> Privateer's hold, and yeah. I failed miserably. Oh. Uh, I literally Yay. raged throughout the house, screaming and yelling and flipping chairs and, you know, <laughs> acting like a complete idiot. Words. Welcome yeah. to Daggerfall, Mike. In five uh, months, you'll have you'll be brave enough to try it again. <laughs> yeah. So you get out of the first room and it says, open the door and, you know, kill the rat. So I opened the rat, the first room. Where the hell's the rat? I can't see the rat because I hadn't figured out th- that you have to use buttons to look up and down. Look at your feet. Oh. <laughs> and so the rat kills. Oh, that sucks. Okay, start over. Log in. You know, you get the crows squawking. Get in. Ah! Finally kill the first rat. Go up the stairs, and you come around the corner, and there's a bat. And I can't aim at the bat with my short sword. Nope. And I have to get close enough to the bat. Yep. But then the bat has a longer reach than I do, and so I died five more times. And a lot of dodge. (laughs) Yeah. So Did you open up the door on the left and get the little imp? Oh, no, I, I, he opened it once and killed me, and I didn't know what hit me, so I ran past it when I finally did kill the bat. <laughs> but before I got to that point, I had killed the rat, killed the bat, gone back to the first room to sleep to to heal up. And some chick wakes me up and kills me. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, before yeah. killing you, like tap, 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 hey, <laughs> shit. The bandits. Yeah, you know, the timer's going down one hour, two hours, you know, rest till you're healed. All of a sudden, I wake up, I'm like, I'm not healed, and I'm getting stabbed. Well, that's like, what it's like to be an NPC in an Elder Scrolls game, really. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, so then uh, I got past that, the rat, the bat, made it past the crazy chick and the imp, finally got to another room with a rat, and died again to that. So that was it. I said, that's, it's been an hour of this stuff. I've made it through three rooms in Privateer's Hold. I, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the same experience I think everyone has. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was so mad. It wasn't. It was ridiculous. So then I'm like, okay, I'll calm down. I'm going to play some Skyrim. Log into Skyrim. My character standing there naked in the middle of Windhelm. I'm like, what the hell's going on? All of my mods had unloaded from uh, the launcher. All of the the little clicks had ticked off because they were getting ready to launch the uh, the buy to play or buy to your mod thing going on. So I then spent an hour trying to figure out which mods I was using on this character and putting them back in so that I could actually play my character. Now, finally, I got done with that, and I went to bed. I'm like, I can't stand it. I was you know, posted on Twitter. I'm like, all I wanted to do was play some Elder Scrolls. I can't do a damn thing. Uh, so later I came back. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to play Skyrim. It'll be nice. You know, everything's set. And uh, I logged into my Thief character, the one I've been working on for the last couple weeks. And I was able to complete the Somerset Shadows, uh, where you go to Windhelm and talk to uh, Torin Krilsi. And uh, he is uh, going on about his uh, murdered daughter and the fact that uh, this rival Thieves Guild had set up. So uh, you then talk to um, uh, the uh, merchant there, uh, Niryana, the Altmer, uh, and she tells you about the Somerset Shadows and where to find them. Uh, so, unlike Avarwin, who had uh, gotten rid of his sneak, uh, I actually just kept going with sneak and illusion, and my they're both pretty high. Uh, my sneak is at 100, nice. and my illusion is in the high 70s. 
And uh, so I used Frenzy on snuck up behind the members of this Thieves Guild and used Frenzy on them and watched them kill each other. Ah, I love doing that. Janessa has the same thing, and uh, it's it's hysterical. Don't don't uh, don't make don't make sneak a legendary skill just yet. Okay. No, and I've got the quiet <laughs> casting, so even when I cast, they can't really tell what's going on. Nice, nice had an outstanding quest for Vex to steal some urn or ship or gold bobble from somebody's house. And as I'm on my way there, I got the, me- the letter from Falk Firebeard saying, come see me. We've got a problem with the Wolf Queen. Uh, so I did the, uh, the delve there into the, um, uh, the temple of the eight divines or nine divines uh, and dealt with the Wolf Queen. Um, went through that thing. And getting through the Wolf Queen... Um, isn't too bad. What drives me nuts is the last um, uh, Draugr Deathlord. Every time I go up there, he uses his shout to disarm me, and I lose my weapon. Oh, man. I have oh. had to reload saves because I've lost, like, Dawnbreaker or, you know, other legendary weapons, you know, Daedric weapons, because he, he, he you know, does it, and that's it. It's gone. That, I have no it, idea you? God, that's so <laughs> annoying. I hate that. Drives yeah, me nuts. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've lost, I, I've lost uh, so many weapons to that guy. It, oh man, that's everywhere else you can find him. I think there's a, a point where it falls through the the game. Yeah. So I spent, I spent hours looking for it because I'm, I, I'm not the best at quick saving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. man, I do it every five seconds. It's almost game breaking how much I do that. Even so though I, I have a bound bow, so I don't even have to go look around for anything. I just conjure another one. Yeah, well, yep. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so did you end up finding it, Mike? No, I had to reload uh, the oh. game uh, just after, just before the Wolf Queen fight itself. So it wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little over-leveled for that. Uh, there was only two Drugger Death Lords in there, so it wasn't too bad. Um, That's good, at least. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it wasn't a hard fight or anything. Uh, but I completed the solitude, went back to Riften, uh, only to finally get the, uh, the quest for the Dainty Slowed and the Balmora Blue. Uh, so I had to go back to solitude. So back in the cart, back to solitude. <laughs> back in the cart. And I'm like, you know, back and forth across the map. My guy's gonna be ancient by the time we're done, I'm done getting this Thief Skill quest done. Or really buff, just from walking everywhere. And carrying that 900 pounds worth of trash that I carry. <laughs> <laughs> Climb aboard. We'll be off. Uh, so I did that one, and that completed the uh, the the um, the ones I needed to become the the guildmaster. Uh, and I had talked to the Khajiit caravan trader uh, to get that one done. So now I completed one of the hardest uh, achievements to get in the game. The uh, uh, where is it here? I have it listed. Oh no! Uh, what is it? Bonnie Slayer. No, not Bunny Slayer. Uh, <laughs> Bunny Marauder. Uh, one with the Shadows. One with the Shadows. So that completes all of the five quests, Radiant quests, and the Major Holds, and Congratulations, the uh, specialty awesome. quest that goes with it. Great job. Congratulations. And uh, so I'm sitting there in the, the, the cistern, and, you know, everybody's there. Uh, you know, Merce, or not Mercer. Uh, Brynjolf is there. Uh, Delvin is there. Vex is there. Yeah. Um, Carlia's there, uh, Maven Blackbriar's there, and you know, I'm the new guild master, and I'm walking out towards the flagon, 
And there's a thief laying in the bed. So, you know, look at it and it's ruined. And uh, so, you know, I hit the A button to initiate conversation. He's like, I think the ceremony is going to begin shortly. I'm like, you dirty. You slept through my ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of bed and get to work. (laughs) Aw. You're in my guild now. Exactly. (laughs) Things are going to change around here. Uh, so once I completed that, I went back and I've been talking about the following Mercer mod. Uh, and I finished that, that one out too. Uh, so there's uh, the tower at Blackmore, which is just north of the giant camp outside of Whiterun. And it's filled with necromancers and skeletons. Uh, and so that was a pretty easy one. And then you just drag your stuff back to Whiterun. Uh, but then you have to find this Alto Tower, which is just by the Riften uh, Watchtower just uh, south of, uh, or north of Shorestone. It took three trips with strength potions to get all the stuff out of there. Oh it was God. just filled to the rim. Ugh. And it, it, every single ore that you could think of is in there. And so, you know, one of the trips was just me in there with a pickaxe clearing out ore. So That's amazing. I'll be hitting that up, that's for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, a tough know. one, though, because it's all like, band, you know, bandit marauders and bandit chiefs at, the, at my level. So it's filled with some really powerful. But you know what? I snuck in, used frenzy, and watched them kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, the entire mine, I think I killed three people myself. Let let them do it to themselves. Good for you. I've heard that a lot this week. I don't know why. Uh, anything in ESO? I, I logged in and um, ran around in Deshaun for a little while because uh, that's where we were going to head. For a classic, and then that was about it. And then that now, didn't most, happen. Classic didn't happen this week. <laughs> yeah, classic didn't happen this week. We're going to do this next week. Um, but uh, most of it was Skyrim. I mean, that's you know a huge amount right there. Those yeah. Thieves Guild quests plus the following Mercer quest. You know, th- they're not small quest lines. Uh, I probably put in a good fifteen plus hours this week in Skyrim. All right. Uh, well, uh, we've got uh, we've got some some new challenges coming up for this week. Who's ready for them? You guys excited about this? Stuff? I am. Yeah. Anything but Daggerfall. Anything but Yay! Da- <laughs> uh, Liz, why don't you tell us uh, what the what the challenges are going to be for for this week, if you don't mind? Oh my God! Um, gameplay awesome. challenges for this week: start a new character in Skyrim and become a vampire slaying vampire. Oh. Vampire slaying. Okay, hyphen. Uh, start a witch hunter in Morrowind and reach level five. Start a new character in ESO. Play it for five hours without doing a single quest and see what level you attain. You must not start in Cold Harbor for this challenge. Oh. And start and finish the Knights of the Nine quest in Oblivion or come up with your own unique challenge in any TES game. Email us your story in character and we'll voice act it. And we means Ivarwin. See, well, I can tell you what Rob is not going to be doing because he doesn't have any more character slots. Right. <laughs> Let's see, I, I can't do that one. As far as the Skyrim challenge, uh, make a character that's a vampire slaying vampire. You mean like Blade? Uh, yeah. I do that anyway. <laughs> so uh, it's either Morrowind or Nice of the Nine. So or 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 you can come up with your own and and tell us what you did. That's, that's yeah, a, that's I, I might do that. I, yeah. I, think, I think I might do that. Go for. Uh, Option E. All right, we got a, we got a, um, <clears throat> you know what we're going to do? We're going to do the crafting table, uh, after our, um, after our discussion topic, right after this. In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. Good job! 
right, guys. Um, so, so someone just at the end of this whole segment, someone please just remind me that we got to go back to the crafting table, which will be right right after this uh, after the news. Okay. All right, guys. The Valve Bethesda mod debacle. Well, it's been one hell of a week if you've been following the news coming from Steam and Bethesda regarding mods on Steam Skyrim Workshop. Simply stated, because this thing is kind of like a three-ring circus, um, on Thursday, April 23rd, Valve announced that modders for Skyrim will now have the option to charge for their mods in one of three ways. You can either download the mod for free, download it after paying a price the modder has chosen, or you can download the mod after paying a price you deem worthy enough. Well... Angered by the revenue-sharing split among Bethesda, Valve, and then the modder, and the possible negative implications of what this could mean for the modding community of the Elder Scrolls, which has been creating and sharing mods for free since 2002, the modding community reacted harshly. As many sent both Valve and Bethesda, quote, dump truck of feedback into our inboxes, end quote, from Alden of Valve's Steam Workshop, an online petition was started, which garnered well over 133,000 signatures, and some even went so far as to create protest mods with extremely high prices and very low content, demonstrating what the modding community may be capable of if left without checks and balances. Even popular modders and internet notables weighed in, expressing their displeasure and assuring their fans their content will always be free, such as the folks at SKSE, Skywind, Beyond Skyrim, Tamriel Rebuilt, Requiem, the modder known as My Good Eye, also modder Alexander J. Veliki, who uh, is, is credited for, of course, building Falskar, and NexusMods.com, owner of ne Skyrim Nexus, Oblivion Nexus, and Morrowind Nexus. Well, yesterday, Monday, April 27th, in an attempt to remain transparent, Bethesda released a statement titled, Why We're Trying Paid Skyrim Mods on Steam, where they stated, quote, We love that Valve has given new choice to the community in how they reward them and want to pass that choice along to our players. We're listening and we make changes as necessary, end quote. Bethesda went on to state, <clears throat> quote, We are always looking for new ways to expand modding, end quote, and... Only 8% of the Skyrim audience has ever used a mod. Less than 1% has ever made one, end quote. The article goes on, recounting the conversations with Valve, where Bethesda has shown how hugely positive paid user content affected Valve's games, and that Valve has clear examples that paid user-generated content increased the quality and choice players had. Bethesda also stated, quote, We believe most mods should be free, but we also believe our community wants to reward the very best creators and that they deserve to be rewarded, end quote. Bethesda further stated the revenue sharing was 45% to Bethesda, 30% to Valve, and 25% to the modder, and that Valve's 30% is non-negotiable, and Bethesda came up with a 45 and 25% split between them and the modder, and that this was based on current industry standards. 
Finally, Bethesda announced that, quote, this is not some money-grabbing some money grabbing scheme by us. Even this weekend, when Skyrim was free for all, mod sales represented less than 1% of our Steam revenue. And that they, quote, completely understand the potential long-term implications allowing paid mods could mean. We think most of them are good. Some of them not good. Some of them could hurt what we have spent long, so long building. We have just as much invested in, uh, in it as our players, end quote. Well, within a few short hours of that posting, Beth both Bethesda and Valve announced, due to the community feedback, they would pull the idea of paid mods for Skyrim on the Steam Workshop off. So, now that we're all well acquainted with the facts and the story as it developed, what's our opinions? on the entire story from start to finish. Now we've got a bunch of these, okay? And we've got a couple of things that we also want to keep in mind. And we'll, we'll, uh, this is going to be a bit of a dynamic conversation, but we'll try and get through as best as we can. But, um, let's, let's start with, uh, let's start with Rob. All right. What's your opinion on the whole story from start to finish on this one? Uh, well, when, when, when news of this first dropped, my initial reaction was, Ooh, you know, <laughs> And, you know, I, I looked at it for a second and, you know, at first thought, oh, well, it's, you know, it, it's good that modders, you know, could actually, you know, get paid for the work they do. There's some really good uh, mods that put out there. Um, but that being said, you know, I, I really didn't give it, you know, much thought. But then as the community started to get louder and louder about this whole thing, um, more arguments rose up that made me made me think that this wasn't necessarily such a good idea. Mm. Um, particularly just the the simple fact that uh, you know, or one that you know, just for sake of uh, for, of argument, is that you could have a person that makes a mod charges seven or eight bucks for it, but it is absolute complete garbage. Uh, like doesn't work. Uh, messes up the game, or just for relies whatever reason, other mods. or relies on other mods like SKSE, um, and it's, you know, thinking about that, it's like you know, that's that, but that's not necessarily a good thing. And uh, upon some other research, um, I don't know if this is the case now, so don't quote me on it. I'm not going to drop any names, but I do know that there was one mod that was listed that on the Steam Workshop was the most up-to-date mod that the creator had come up with. All of his old stuff was still on the Nexus for free. So if you wanted his new mod, yeah, you had to get it from the Steam Workshop for money. And that that right there, I, I, I felt, I, I don't... This doesn't sit too well with me. Yeah, so now, that kind of thing, you, you see the degradation of the modding community had already begun at that point. You know, right. once you start saying that, oh, well, guys, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if Steam allows us to, to pay for mods um, because you can go elsewhere for free. Well, you know what? Uh, you got to be a little creative with that because as a modder, as a businessman, it doesn't make sense to put your content out there for free and keep it fully up to date. When you can you can funnel them out of frustration over to where they can pay it, and see, and it, it already was going on. Um, now, now, Mike, what do you think about what this could have meant for the modding community? How they not pulled this 
from the Steam Workshop? Well, I think that, you know, a couple of things could have come from this. Um, first off, you've already seen kind of a schism that's formed with people that, um, you know, are going to put it up for money and people that aren't. Uh, and then you've got people that have put down the cease and desist stuff because it relies on other people's mods or other people's intellectual property. Um, and so, you know, you could see a lot of that coming out of this where, you know, you use sound from this mod or you used um, a model out of that mod. I mean, even our own mod that uh, was generated for us, you know, took a lot of other people's stuff and put it together, um, you know, to, you know, make our mod as good as it was. But, you know, if we were to start charging for it, there'd be a problem. Because, you know, we don't own the material, we don't own all of the, the stuff, but there's people out there that were doing just that. Um, so, you know, it, it puts into the, the, the kind of community, you know, really into question because, you know, so many of us donate our time and our effort to make something and then you would have somebody come along and try and monop or monetize, you know, work without, you know, giving credit for it or payment. So I think it was, you know, incredibly or divisive in the community uh, to have it that way oh, without, yeah. you know, especially in a very well-established community. I mean, yeah. when you look at Nexus, the number of mods for Skyrim is over 40,000 mods. Yeah. yeah uh, and that just, you know, uh, if this modding community was in its infantile stages... I don't think there would have been such an uproar. I think, yeah, I think that's part of it right there. Mm -hmm. I think the reason why there was so much uproar is because, you know, the people have, have been modding for Elder Scrolls games since 2002. Modding has been going on in PC gaming since the early 80s. You know, never has there ever been a price tag attached to user-generated content. I mean, I, mean, I just think look that was at the top it, mods yeah. on Nexus right now, or the top games. You know, if we start at the low end, you know, Mountain Blade has 2,000 mods. Dragon Age, the original one, has 2,200. Morrowind, 3,300. Fallout 3, 13,000 mods. Fallout New Vegas, 15,000 mods. Wow. Oblivion, 27,600 plus mods. Skyrim, 40,400 rounded mods. Wow. Five of these are all under the Bethesda umbrella. That's, you know, that's insane. So... It's insane. You know, if this was like a, a, a you know, a, a game that had 200 mods, I don't think there would have been an uproar. But when you start looking at those thousands, you know, it, it's like, okay, you know, it, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, and when they say it's only 8% of the community, thing to remember is that majority of the sales for Skyrim were on the Xbox. Thank you! I put that so, down at the bottom because I was like, we can't uh, gloss that over. That yeah. was killing me. But, you know, the, the, the difference between Xbox and PC, I mean, you know, there's so many people who say that they used to have Morrowind for the Xbox and they got rid of their Xbox and they no longer have Morrowind. You look at Morrowind players on PC, they're still playing and still going strong, you know. And so the longevity is really in that smaller percentage. Yeah. And it's because of the mods and the modders in that community. I mean, I remember buying Neverwinter Nights and Neverwinter Nights 2. And, you know, the the... The game itself was not that long. I mean, you're talking 60, 70 hours at most if you're like, you play like I do where it's slow 
and deliberate. Right, but it's um, the it's the the mods itself. I mean, uh, Road was was talking to us about that a while back. That it was the mods itself for that game that really really uh, the community got behind. Yeah, because you could download a mod and play for five hours on somebody's you know you know module that they made. Sure, you know a little quest here and there with your character imported in, imported out after you were done. And get, you know, a night's worth of gameplay that had nothing to do with the main quest. Now, Liz, over to you on this one. Okay, uh, your opinion of Valve and Bethesda pulling the paid user-generated content program. What's your opinion of that? That Just the fact that they they got together and they said, all right, so so community is saying this is definitely not good. Let's let's pull it. What's your opinion on that? I I actually figured it was going to happen. Because there were there there were just too many factors that that just that that can't happen. I mean, you know, I've got some more things like you guys were talking about. You know, what happens if 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 a mod conflicts with something? Okay, then who's going to resolve it? If you paid right. for two, who owes you money back? Who's who's going to do what? There are too many things. What if multiple people worked on some mod? And what's going to happen with the uh, with the revenue from that? What little they get? Um, you know. How are you going to divide that up? Can you make sure people get paid for stuff? There's just going to be so many problems. I don't. I, I, in oh general, my God. in general, and I, I just kind of want to pick you up on this one too. Um, in general, the idea of of creating a mod and paying a person for their work that in in a vacuum not a problem at all. But I think one of the right. things you're trying to call attention to, Liz, is the possibility of litigation. What if? What happens when a mod when mod creators fight? I, I don't think if, I think when. Right, and, and you can see this was already happening. Like, someone already had their mod pulled down um, due to due to conflicts like that. It already happened in the, in the what, five, Three four, days? Four, yeah, exactly. This was, this was that. It already happened. Um, you know, I, I talk to lawyers all the time because of my profession, and I can tell you that no matter what kind of law you practice, you've got one mantra that, that goes from, from across all, all spectrums of law. And that is sue everyone. Sue everybody. Just because Modder A has a problem with Modder B and they're suing each other doesn't mean Valve and Bethesda won't get pulled into that lawsuit. You don't think <laughs> that's going to happen? Oh, they always try and go, you know, modder to modder, it's small fish. But you pull in Steam or Bethesda, you know. It's big fish. It's big fish. Sure. And, you know, they're looking at it going, hey, you know, that's a huge payout. And the thing you know, that is. The $1,000 that, you know, these two are fighting over is nothing compared to the tens of thousands that they'll get from the bigger fish. Right. And the fact remains is that, all right, so, you know, maybe maybe um, Bethesda and, and, uh, and, and uh, Valve will, you know, not have to worry about, about, um, about big, big damages payouts on this kind of thing, but they are going to have to, you know, unleash the the uh, the the lawyers they have on retainer for this kind of thing, and and you know, spend more money on that. When you add up the amount of times that this could happen, because you know, there's forty thousand mods plus out there now, the amount of times that this could happen, and the amount of times they're going to have to pay extra fees and, and extra litigious fees. How much money are they going to have to pay out as a result of of this stuff and not have that money for, you know, putting into video games? Rob, over to you. Um, now, now, on the surface, we have clear winners here. Okay, the community has won from Valve and Bethesda. 
Alright, but in your opinion, who really won here? And if no one won, then who really lost? Basically, the way that I am uh, looking at this, there... I'm probably going to catch a lot of hell for this, but so be it. Well, it's your um, opinion, Rob. It's, you know, it's, it's your opinion. It's okay. You know, go ahead. There, there were no winners, period. I mean, yes, the, the modding community who, or the side of the modding community that believes that mods should be free, uh, you know, it, it is a win for them. But at the same time, it's a loss for those modders that want to be paid or receive some sort of compensation for the work that they do. As as an artisan myself, I work on stuff, not mods or video games or anything, but I make my own type of uh, you know my own type of crafts that I like to sell. And you know, I would like to get paid for that time. So a lot of the stuff that I make has some sort of price tag to it. If if it was just generally expected of me to uh, take these or you know make these objects you know little word turning things i mean you know things like this you know i I make stuff like this you know what this came from this came from a piece of wood that is about three and a half feet long it cost 40 bucks all right 40 bucks i mean i could sell one of these for like 10 but i could get about you know 15 of them or so from that one log and make a little bit of a profit you know so i understand that hard work Especially if it's something that you're very good at and people want it and there is a demand that you feel that you would uh, or that, that you should receive some sort of financial compensation. I get that. So with this, I mean, I'm kind of torn. I mean, I, I think that both sides lost. That's, that's how I feel. I feel that both sides lost. Like it, yeah, it, it, I would agree with you on that, that it was a loss for everybody in general on this uh, failed experiment on Valve and Bethesda's part. You know, modders, you know, people, you know, do deserve to get paid for their time and effort. And, you know, that, um, you know, if the, the big problem that I had when they announced this is the fact of the 40,000 mods already in existence. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an artist myself, you know, a lot of people have received paintings over the years from me. You know, it'd be like me, you know, saying to you guys now, Hey, you guys owe me 200 bucks after you've had the painting for a year. You know, it's like it's been out there for free, you know, for all this time. You know, I've got almost 200 mods on my for my account. You know, if I had to pay a hundred or a dollar each mod, I mean, that's 200 and something dollars coming out of my pocket for something that I've been using that was put out there for free originally. Well said, Mike. Yeah. One of the biggest and, modders out there for one of the biggest uh, paid mods out there was Midas Magic. Joe Wilson talked about Midas Magic on this show in like the first ten episodes. How yeah, long yeah. has that been around? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and oh. you know, so it's been they've been out there for a very long time. You know, people have them, and what happens when you take a mod out of the game? It breaks. Exactly, yeah. and so that's one of the reasons I've spent so much time this weekend getting that thief character through, is because if I have to start taking mods off of the thing, that character is no longer going to be usable. If and it's got kept- 200 and something hours into it because, you know, it's, you know, it, once you start taking the, the things off, you're done for. If this kept going, all right, how long do you think before a modder uh, went out there and said, Down- download download this mod and, and here's here's some money. And, um, and by the way, here's another mod, which is the exact same thing, only a different version. 
and uh, programs the previous mod, where if you don't actually buy that new one, it adds like a, a, a ridiculous amount of weight into your inventory that you can't get out and effectively breaks your character. How long do you think it would have taken before we had kind of like a, a thing going on where, where if you don't download the next mod, your game is broken. It was progr- they, they, they modded it so you're, it, they programmed your game to break, so you, you need to give them more money. I, <laughs> At that point in time, when does it become malicious software? Right. And, you know, when, if that is the case, I mean, there's all kinds of things that if they find you know, malicious software for litigation backwards that way, too. And you can say, well, what's preventing them from doing that now? And you would be right, but money does things you, funny. You're not paying for it now, right. so it's you know up to you. Exactly. It doesn't matter. See, if someone did that to me right now, I could chalk my losses up and say, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to remove this mod and, and do what I need to do to clean up my character and not have to worry about it. Um, maybe, maybe delete the character. But I would have all of that plus the loss of money on top of it, which means money is litigation. I don't, and and this is this is a this is something that that's been spoken about in politics for a very long time, hundreds of years. Someone uh, I forgot who it was. They wrote a book. They said you could do whatever you want to a populace of people, but once you start taking their land, now you have a revolution. Money is our currency today, just like land used to be our currency way back when. You start taking people's money from them. Or start doing th- or start holding money over over someone's actions, and they start acting kind of funny. And we started seeing that a little bit with with mods um, the last the last couple of days with this in place. Um. Okay, here's here's another thing. All right, modders want to get paid, right? Well, we've got. I understand that. Okay, we're 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 a we're a podcasting network. We don't have uh, a Steam Workshop where we can say, "Hey, pay pay per episode." We don't have something like that. Uh, so what we do is we we have tons of of ways. Crowdfunding is a huge thing these days. If if you're a modder and you want to get paid, utilize crowdfunding. Okay, I I honestly believe that that um this this uh this program, although maybe started with the best of intentions and some some bucks on the side for for everyone. That's always a nice thing. Um, truthfully, uh, it would have turned into an extremely toxic environment for the modding community, a longstanding one too. And that's just a shame. And I think crowdfunding is a good idea for, I mean, just look at Skywind right now. You know, how many of us are chomping at the bits for that thing to come out? You know, and that's a perfect example. Like we all know about it. We've seen their promo videos. You know, those are the kind of things where it's like, you know, if they have a Kickstarter or a Patreon or PayPal and you can't wait for it to come out, you know, donations that way because they're, you know, they're they're advertising it in advance versus, you know, something that's been out for, you know, three, four years, you know, integrated into your game system and now you want to be paid for it. Yeah. Modding, let's, let's, let's face it, folks. Okay. I, I'm a podcaster. I can't reasonably walk into a radio station and say, "Hey guys, I've been podcasting this great show called Elder Scrolls Off the Record for you know for for four years. Um, give me a job." I can't do that because there's no reasonable expectation of my skill. 
I don't have a, a piece of paper that says I graduated from podcasting university and that that translates somehow into uh, an effective communications degree to, to point toward me being, you know, a really awesome disc jockey or, or, uh, or radio personality on live on air. OK, modding is exactly that. It's a hobby. It'll always be a hobby. And, and whereas, you know, modding can help you develop your skills so that maybe you can develop a portfolio impressive enough to turn some heads at a, at a development house, that in and of itself, that modding hobby should not ever yield any kind of money because there is no reasonable expectation for the consumer to acquire a quality product from you. You're an amateur. You might be a fantastic amateur, one worthy of a developer, uh, uh, you know, as a, as a developer out there, but the greater modding community is is a modding community because they they say we do this for the love of it. We're amateurs and we love doing this. We have real jobs. If if you're modding because you want to be a developer, that's great. It's a wonderful platform to develop your portfolio and then push it forward, just like the uh, the developer of Falscar. But I think that's where I probably should be for the health of the modding community in general. And if you look at many of these people, you know, from the Neverwinter Nights community, how many of them went on to start their own little, you know, startup companies that either, you know, were very successful or got bought into other bigger companies over the years? You know, and this is the exact same thing that, you know, you, you, you are developing your tools, you're developing your portfolio, you're getting, you know, a foot in the door, maybe getting in people's faces. Uh, you know, and if if you are a savvy business person, you know, maybe you've started a Patreon, a PayPal, a Kickstarter that help offset some of these costs. But if you think that, you know, you're going to come out of college, you know, and you've got a degree in computer programming or computer engineering or computer whatever, and you're going to, you know, use this, you know, modding uh, as your, your full time job. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just it, it's not realistic. I mean, all right, let's. You know, uh, yes, some people can make a ton of money, but you know, forcing it on people, especially in a well-established environment like the Skyrim, not healthy modding community. It, it, yeah, yeah, not healthy. All right, let's give the last word to uh, to Rob and then and then to Liz. Go ahead, Rob. I think what this ultimately comes down to is we've been used to this since 2002. We've been used to mods being uh, free. This this is a who moved my cheese moment. The, the, this is a change, and it is a very drastic change that occurred. So naturally, there's going to be a lot of resistance coming from this. The possibility that, that the modding world as we know it could have completely and utterly changed is why people started freaking out. Um, but you know, with what I said, it was reverted. There, there were no winners today. We're, we're back at square one. I got to just uh, before we, we get uh, Liz's final word on this, I got to say that even though maybe we don't have any winners, I think the community, including Bethesda and Valve, I think we've all learned something that this was this was a social experiment waiting to happen. And I think we've all learned something extremely valuable here. And I, I if you take that away, I think maybe we can all be winners in this. And that is, is that. Um, there are certain things in gaming. I think part of this, too, is also the rage that we saw online is fueled by the, the nonsense we've been seeing in game development the last five, eight years with, you know, day one DLC and, and nickel and diming me and MMOs and cash shops this and my experience potion that. I remember that nonsense. Um, look, 
I think we've all learned something here, and that is there's only there's only so many things that you can actually monetize, and there are some things to some people that's just too sacred, and if you're hands off about it, I think uh, I think we'll be we'll all be better for it. Last word, Liz. I feel really bad for the people that were were modders and were banking on making some money off of this. Yeah. I completely understand. As someone that is that is very um, low on cash always, I understand. Yeah. So I feel sorry for them. And I also uh, – the chat room is bringing up some great points also with the um, – uh, when you have income from what you are doing, even if it is just a hobby, you tend to make it better. Um, you tend to – you're going to put more of your heart and soul in it. You're going to get better mods, but it just can't work for people that just make maybe, um, uh, a new skin for a tiara or something. It's it, it. that I don't know. I mean, yes. Uh, generally speaking, I think there's, there's a point to be made there, but I, I can tell you this QGN has effectively been running in the red as a business for the last two years. Yeah. And the qual we, we have not made money. We have not made a profit in two years. We have increased the quality of our shows tenfold since two years ago. So so throwing money at a problem and, and I'll tell you this, okay, we've had people here I was throwing money at the problems that they were creating and they still left. <laughs> okay? Throwing money at a problem or throwing money at somebody and expecting output is not a hundred percent of a guarantee. So, so does it work? Yes, it does. It does work when you're talking about a professional skilled laborer, when you're dealing with a guy in his underwear in front of his computer, it may not work all the time. It may yes. not work all the time. That, that I think they were, I, I don't know what it was, but they were they looking through rose tinted glasses where, where everyone gets along and is not going to fight over money and is actually going to do the job they do and not going to ban- abandon it. It is, it, it, there was just bad things bound to happen. Yeah. Um, I feel, I, I do feel bad. Like I said, for the people that were expecting to make money, I, I feel for you, um, as somebody that does, you know, podcasts, I do this for free out of the love of games. Um, I understand that you just going to have to get back into it, you know, and, and keep doing what you're doing because you love it. Remember why you love it. All right, guys, uh, we've got more to talk about. Um, and that is console beta for ESO begins and ends <laughs> <laughs> the beta test for that, for, uh, the beta test that for consoles, uh, for PS4 and Xbox one fans have been waiting for has come and gone in just under four days. And it was an invite-only beta test starting on Thursday, April 23rd to Monday, April 27th. If you signed up and were lucky enough to get an invite, you were able to try out the Elder Scrolls Online on your console of choice. Now, aside from the extremely short window of opportunity, most feedback found on the forums, Reddit, and social media at large has been overwhelmingly positive citing the gameplay and visuals being far superior to most console MMOs and MMOs in general. Hey, can we also say that our our Twitter account is not Bethesda? Yes. (laughs) And it's not Cinemax, you guys. Yeah, we don't have game codes to give you. Sorry. Stop yelling at us for game codes. Even if, no, even if we could give you a game code, I wouldn't because of the rude nature of uh, how you speak to me. Or us. (laughs) Me, us. Well... (laughs) 
Uh, for those of you looking forward to playing ESO on consoles starting in June, Zaz did mention on their site that the game is quite large, stating, quote, at the moment, the client will exceed a 50 gigabyte Blu-ray disc, which means there will also be a large day one patch that is somewhere in the region of 15 gigs, end quote. Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited. Two discs. I remember at one time, you know, well, this is PC playing, you know, when you'd get that stack of five, six discs. <laughs> <laughs> this is I true. Yeah. my GameCube, I had to switch out on my Tiger Woods game if I wanted to play on certain courses. <laughs> yep. I've got, uh, I've got uh, Diablo box set over here. There's like five discs in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited, comes out to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One Tuesday, June 9th, 2015. So get ready, guys. Lots of people are super excited about that. All right. Uh, whew, man. Um, hold on a second. How are we doing on time? We are doing... Crafting Corner. Atrocious <clears throat> on time. This is going to be over two hours. Sorry, guys. You're going to have to tab over to another video. In Crafting Table. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, which is... Next. Ow! Son of a bitch! <laughs> and we've got... <laughs> uh, here we are on the crafting table. We've got a couple of mods here um, that uh, we didn't have to pay for. Uh, <laughs> one that I downloaded and I really enjoy, actually. It's a tiny little thing. It's called Main Menu by the modder Expired. Uh, it's a simple main menu replacer that replaces, this is for Skyrim by the way, replaces the load save game list with a sky UI style and adds a character name filter. Uh, you can move it left and right to change the character filter. So basically what happens is when you start up Skyrim, you go down to the load button there on the main menu and a menu, another menu is going to pop up and all of your characters names that you have it's going to pop up on the top, and you're going to be able to scroll left or right, uh, and and select which saves you want to you want to start up based on which character you want to play. Uh, it's a simple thing; it's a tiny thing, but um, it has helped me organize my saves on the multiple different characters that I have in Skyrim uh, tremendously. So Nexus Monster. Every time you play, you make a new character. It's not true. Yes, it is. It's Every not. stream you start, you're making a character. <laughs> and there's always the mullet debate. It <laughs> <laughs> is true. <laughs> well, all right, then I guess it's true. <laughs> uh, thanks for backing me up, man. Well, uh, so that's Main Menu by Expired, and you can find that on NexusMods.com. Um, Mike, you put this one here about... Yep. Okay, so what, so what do you got? Called, uh, drink, eat, sleep, and bathe. Something that we all must remember to do. But it finally gives meaning to a lot of things that are in Skyrim. So it's by It's Me, Ryan B. Uh, and it encourages the player to eat, drink, sleep, and bathe to stay effective in combat. <laughs> uh, Sorry, so that's funny. <laughs> every game hour that passes will cause you to slightly grow slightly hungrier, thirstier, dirtier, and more tired. Uh, you can enable or disable the needs, and you can uh, get a feedback. So... You know, uh, if you want to plus make it so that like every four hours of game time that you have to eat, you can up the uh, speed at which your hunger increases or your thirst increases. If you don't want to bathe, you can turn off the bathing one. Um, don't want to bathe. And then once a day, you know, you as you get closer and closer to you know that 
that mark of needing some sleep that it tells you you're tired, you're exhausted, things like that. So it really gives you a need for, uh, you know, making all the food or coming across all the food that you, you know, have no real need to carry or use. Uh, and all of the uh, L's and meads and uh, it puts into the game uh, water so that uh, you get these glass bottles. Some of the vendors have them and you can refill them in the streams and uh, drink water. And it comes with a regular eat, sleep, eat, drink, eat, sleep and bathe. There's also the heart fire, hearth fire version and the uh, dragonborn version. So it allows you to take advantage of things like the baked goods from uh, Hearthfire or the uh, Morrowind type of foods uh, that you would come across in uh, the Dragonborn DLC. Oh my god, that's another thing with the with the the paid mods. What if what if you download something that you have Hearthfire, Hearthfire but you don't have it, and uh, you know you're not going to know right away that you're going to need it, and then you come across it after the time that you can get your refund. Yeah, anyway, so. tons of problems still cropping up. So many. <laughs> <laughs> SOC Hobbit says, what's water? All I drink is mead. And Miraz says, Nord mead. The only problem when you drink mead is that you get that uh, the decrease in, was it stamina regen, I think, or something? Yep. So, you know, drinking too much mead might be a problem. Yeah, that <laughs> might be an issue. Uh, Tariel's Rumors, guys, in just a moment. Yay! Oh, my God, Becky. Did you hear what Yorun just did? <laughs> Poppycock. <laughs> Whatever. Well, guys, <laughs> rumor is, after a discussion with Pete Hines on Twitter, we were going to honor Cicero today, since it's Jester's Day, and then make bacon pancakes. So... Bacon, bacon pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> we have... Uh, we have for you uh, this this little moment here. If you want to be a clown in Skyrim, best the best way to do that is by going to our local Cicero, who has this to say when calling roadside assistance. Cicero is stuck. Sorry, your Cicero is stuck. Yes. Go to the farm, the Lorius <laughs> farm, just over there, off the road. <laughs> Get off the road? Yes! The farmer is at his farm. Where else would he be? I'm not sure where would he be. The night mother's crypt in Breville was desecrated. The imperial province is ravaged. Sorry, your table was desecrated? What's your name, please? Cicero. Cicero. Lois? Lois Cicero? Yes! Can you spell that for me? Breville. <laughs> Sorry, can you spell your name for me? You are no help, not at all! Well, oh. if you're going to speak like that to me, then I can't be very, very helpful. Can you spell your name for me, please? Uh, convince Loris to fix my wheel! <laughs> this is going to be the next call for you from Queens, you know. <laughs> is that going to be a, a pirate gun? <laughs> Well, <laughs> happy Jester's Day, Cicero. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. <laughs> have you heard the uh, the cheese one from uh, Shiagora? I, I haven't heard it, no. Oh, no. you got to find that next. <laughs> oh, God, that poor girl. Oh, boy. Uh, she was I, like, who's been desecrated? <laughs> <laughs> Louis Cicero? <laughs> 
Uh, that's it. That's all we got, guys. We'll get back to you on the bacon pancakes, of course. Though Liz might have a song for you. What? Bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I put it in a pancake. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I was like, oh my god, am I supposed to do one of the parodies now? <laughs> your your guild updates, emails, and more in our community section. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. And Rob, how are we doing with uh, with the guilds? What do we got this week? This week, uh, specifically tomorrow, uh, Midas, the 29th, uh, from 8 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time, uh, our Evanhart Pact Guild Meridia is going to be uh, participating in Jester's Day. Uh, and what it's going to be is uh, you're going to meet up at Davin's Watch at the uh, Shrine of Mera. And the objective is wear Jester's costume if you have it. Uh, if uh, if you don't have it, then uh, just dye your armor uh, some bright flamboyant colors. Uh, and how this is going to work, they're going to clear Shigorat's tongue, um, which is a delve in Stonefalls, and then pay a visit to Shivering Shrine to kill the world boss, Arig Mira. And then afterward, there's going to be mass thieving from the citizens of Tamriel, uh, it's going to be basically uh, kind of the same rules that we have with Kleptomania. They're going to be uh, taking uh, as much as they possibly can uh, of the fensible items. That means like the items that there's no other purpose in game for them other than to be sold by a fence. And um, whoever has stolen the most uh, value worth of stuff uh, wins. So uh, stay tuned uh, for any more details. You can follow the guilds at... Uh, ESOTR guilds on Twitter, and um, yeah, uh, that's pretty much what we got going this week. Uh, things with uh, Akatosh and uh, Stendar, our uh, Aldmeri Dominion and Daggerfall Covenant guilds, respectively, uh, are pretty quiet for, uh, for for the moment. But like I said before, that could change because we do like to do things at the drop of a hat. Rob, the uh, people in the chat room are are asking if uh, if you've gotten angry yet at something. Uh, for this episode, no, but since they bring it up, um, cue the Mozart. <laughs> ah, what the fuck? You gotta be freaking kidding me! Man, that's some bullshit! Ah, come on! Rage of the Week! <laughs> your, 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 your favorite, uh, uh well-intentioned and, and, uh, and, and misaligned, uh, this could be scary. Yeah, I don't. That that ha, that sounded like it was. So, Rob, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this one, uh, Liz was actually able to uh, sort of witness over Skype because uh, <laughs> um, yesterday, patch two point zero point seven came out. I got home from work. I uh, do what I normally do and uh, start my computer up and immediately open up the launcher so that it will download the patch. And I just start doing stuff around the house. Well, I look at my screen to see how the patch is doing. And I've got this big black text box that says, cannot verify game version. Like, well, that's weird. Oh, yeah. uh, so I have to repair it. So I repair and then go continue about my stuff. This went on for about five hours. 
<laughs> and at one point, uh, I, I I asked Liz if she could uh, if she could join me on uh, on Skype for uh, a few minutes while uh, you know we talked about something. And I'm trying to doubt like to try to repair my client with the, you know this whole time, and I I I just I, I was getting so pissed off because it would it would cycle through, get to about thirty percent, and then it wouldn't be able to find the uh, uh, wouldn't be able to find the version. So. Like I, I just I didn't get to play ESO at all last night. I'm just like, you know what? Freaking done. Okay. So <laughs> Rage. If you had just closed launcher and reopened it, it would have worked. And I learned that <laughs> to, I learned that today. I oh, didn't have the heart to tell him. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I learned that today after I uninstalled the no! freaking game. No. <laughs> and reinstalled the damn thing. I'm such a jerk. I should have texted you because oh. I found that out and I was like, Rage needs to know about this. I knew what you were gonna do. I knew you intended to uninstall it. Oh. So it's like I'm just you know, like oh I, I uninstalled the game. Rage's solution to every problem with ESO uninstall the main files. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got an like, error one, geez. uninstall it. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, uh, I I completely uninstalled the game and uh, l- just let it grind. Uh, I had to go uh, get my van uh, inspected this morning, so I just <laughs> I, I just let it do its thing, you know, and let it download. And I came back, still was going. Yeah. So I just decided to look this whole thing up, and then saw that oh well, you had to do is close your launcher and reopen it, and the game would be fine. So at that point, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Ice pants. pants, bro. <laughs> I think uh, Liz, I think that Rage is going to send you another package, kind of like the one Mark sent you. You know, the Kahatan flu. <laughs> Rob, I think the entire chat room really enjoys your pants. <laughs> yeah, these are these are my Star Wars pajama pants, and are, they are comfortable. I don't care. Up, what the turn around, come on, come on. Uh, no. No. Uh, but, uh, make, no. Make it worthy of people slipping over to another YouTube video. See now, now, <laughs> Rob. The moment you need, you put those on. Okay, you let me know, and I'll put on my Tardis sweatpants, and then we'll we'll show them on the stream together, and we'll we'll do it together. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, so, so there you have it. We actually were able to squeak out a rage of the week, and um, and and this, this show is going to be nearly two and a half hours. And you know what? I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not ashamed of it. So there you have it. Um, I love it. It's going to be good. YouTube comments. Uh, wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Stop the show. Uh, Mike, this week in Time Holidays. Holidays. So today, Rain's Hand the 28th is Jester's Day. Be warned that today is Jester's Day in the city and province of Daggerfall. Pranks are being set up from one end of town to the other. It is as if a spell has been cast over the community, for even the most tissedom and dignified councilman might attempt to play a joke on his relatives. The Thieves' Guild find particular attention, as everyone looks for pickpockets in particular. Ah, Jester's Day. Go steal something. Tomorrow with us, we're celebrating it. I I hate Cicero. I hate him so much. (laughs) <laughs> I like Cicero because that movie Chicago when she goes Cicero, yeah. I don't even know. Night, mother. 
Oof. Yeah. You got to play with him as a follower. You'll, I'm you'll not. I, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm no. not playing with him at all. I always kill that bastard. It's, it's the voice that drives me out of my mind. Uh, YouTube comments from episode 146. Liz, if you do not what? mind. What? Huh? Okay. 146 from YouTube comments. JB, I can't pronounce that name. Uh, I can't pronounce it either. Let's let's try it. Let's try Jerowen it. Bugard. That sounds great. Okay, great show, guys. Always looking forward. Al- oh, as always, looking forward already to the next show. Major Wexley, first time watching ESOTR live. So awesome. P.S. The person named Tuxedo Brian was me. For some reason, Twitch wouldn't let me log into my Major Wexley Twitch account. You oh. got hacked. And from Ziggs TV, entertaining me for two hours while the servers are down. Thanks, guys. Hey, you're welcome, guys. And thanks for the uh, thanks for the comments, folks. Um, okay, and uh, emails. We've got. It's <clears throat> gonna be a long one, um, so it's gonna take me a little bit, bit here to to prop myself up. I suppose this is from the Journal of Wolfgar Strongblade. Date: A bloodstain makes the date unreadable. I can see it. I can see the blood. It's all around me in a red mist. I see the blood and taste the blood, but most of all I can hear the blood. The blood calls to calls me to the hunt, and I will follow where it leads. The Thalmor patrol lies at my feet as I observe the carnage. Two soldiers in their golden armor, and a mage in the traditional black and gold robes of the Thalmor Justicar. However, everything is coated red. The elves are disassembled and chewed on, Body parts are scattered around, and I can't remember any of it. It's been a couple of weeks since I drank the blood, but I still can't control the transformations completely. After the crazies in Riverwood sent me out into the world, I made my way to right one. I figured that was going to be that was going to go looking for a Daedric prince. I should learn some combat skill. Outside of town, I met three companions fighting a giant. They told me the companions were warriors for hire with a famous heritage. Guess that's the best place to learn to fight. I joined them that afternoon, and I put all my time and effort into training. A few weeks later, I had become fairly proficient in the art of swordplay, and the circle started to send me out on tougher missions. After one specific mission, where I retrieved an artifact of great worth, I was made a full member of the companions. Little did I know what I was coming next. Two circle members, Skior and Alea, asked me to meet them late at night. When I arrived, Alea had transformed into a werewolf, and I was told to continue to rise in the ranks. I needed to become one as well. I decided to accept, thinking the power that the beast would give me might be enough to tempt a Daedric prince. Meanwhile... The Jarl of Whiterun decided to send a troop of guards to Riverwood to secure it with the threat of the dragons. I decided to accompany them and see if the paladin and his friends were still there. When I walked into the inn, first thing I heard was a cheer and the clanks of tankards full of mead, and I knew that the four adventurers were still here. When the room cleared, I went to Evarwin and told him about joining the companions, he laughed oh, and clapped me on the shoulder, telling me that if I wanted to do be a warrior, I could have chosen no better place to train. 
His face got suddenly serious, and he pulled me into a corner and asked me if I had seen what the circle really was. I told him about my own turning, and he smiled. He told me the second task on my list, to become a werewolf, and that I was one step closer to becoming someone out of legend. I asked him if I... I asked him if he had any clues about the dangerous artifact he wanted me to find and that I had found nothing. He told me the best thing to do was to seek the Daedra out of the, their shrines. In particular, he had heard that a few Daedra had become more active, seemingly looking for a champion. He told me to search for the shrine of, to Azura somewhere north of Windhelm and that something was strange happening to the shrine of Periide in the Reach. I decided to set off for Windhelm, and I, I had a contract in that hold, and perhaps I might just find the Shrine of Azura while I was there. After then and now, all I remember is traveling the road and coming upon three Thalmor agents torturing a Nord and his wife, interrogating them and attempting to force them to claim that they were Talos worshippers. I called out for the madness to stop, and one of the elves raised his hand and threw a fireball in my direction. The fire grazed my arm, and when I looked down and burned the bleeding flesh, and I looked down at my burned, bleeding flesh, the, the beast within came to life. And now I stand amongst the remains of the Thalmor patrol. And by the tracks in the snow, it seems the Nords fled a while ago. My pack is over against the rock. It must have fell. It must have fell there during the transformation. I gathered a, a new set of clothes from it and, and picked up my weapons. The Thalmor are, are a blight on the land of Skyrim, and my only regret is that I have no memory of the battle which took place. I wonder if there is any way, or perhaps an item, that would help me control these transformations. Now I trudge through the snow, sword and dagger at my side, ready for any surprises. The gods must think this entertaining. A young Nord who has little history of violence, given expert training and a great power to kill and destroy. What the future holds, I do not know. But for the love of Mar, I will face it head on. And I will see this journey through. Thanks for enjoying my last entry. And if Arwen's Nord voice was hilarious, keep being awesome, Colin. Hey, Hobbit. Hey, Hobbit. <laughs> well, that was a long one. <laughs> you want very, a break? <laughs> yeah, but very entertaining, of course. Thanks, uh, thanks, Hobbit. Appreciate it. And uh, off to our next email. This one comes from Soren Graystorm. Mike, would you mind? <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure that you'll be covering the news that you can now put Skyrim mods on Steam's workshop behind a paywall. And I wanted to point you to the words from two prominent people in the modding community to help with your discussion. Personally, I am not a fan of how this has been playing out. I think the stories I've seen so far have made it seem like this is not a way for modders to support themselves. But for Valve to make some money, I think the better idea is to do what Twitch has done with streamers. Give people the option to pay for a subscription or give people the option to donate to the modder. That way, it does become a sustainable thing for the modder, and not just a way for Valve to take advantage of them. Unfortunately, the community is reacting very horribly to the situation, and there have been many people harassing monitors and saying awful things. 
I hope that you guys can say a few things that will encourage some people to calm down. I really look forward to hearing your discussion on the topic, and sorry for the long email. Your longtime fan, Rick, a.k.a. Soren Graystorm. Yeah, that wasn't a long email. The yeah, previous yeah. one was a long email, I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that wasn't long at all. Now, so it's I, nice to see the two points, though, of yeah. possible alternatives. I mean, that's one thing that I, I, whenever there's a discussion, you know, don't tell people what they're doing wrong, but tell people, you know, your opinion and what, you know, solutions for everything. I mean, that's what, you know, a big part of this is. And sometimes I, I feel like we don't give enough solutions when we cover the news, you know, when we give our opinions. So it's, it's always good, you know, when, you know, we get an email saying, hey, this is a solution to a problem that you guys were talking about. So the reason I, really I don't give a lot of solutions, I'm sorry to interrupt. The reason I don't give a lot of solutions is because there is always a counter argument to that with the, with this donate thing. First of all, they were saying it earlier in the chat. There are so many freeloaders. I am a freeloader. I, I do that stuff all the time. There's no way I would donate to anything because I don't have any money to. But um, if, even if I did, I probably <laughs> would freeload. But also, that's that's going to – unless you are an amazing advertiser, that's not going to get you a lot. Do you know how many pages have a please donate to me money uh, uh, thing on there? It's just not going to happen. That's not sustainable. Which is 100% true. Um, but, you know, with, with certain things, certain crowdfunding, um, certain crowdfunding uh, um, options out there like Patreon, like um, Kickstarter, which, you know, that if you've got a big mod and you make a Kickstarter for it, you can, you can certainly get a lot of money for it. Um, look, you know, if you really want to become a, uh, you know, a professional modder, all right, <laughs> uh, that means you got to go to business for yourself. And when you, Back when you know the internet may not have been a thing, you know what you did when you went and wanted to go to biz- go into business for yourself. The yellow pages. You went, <laughs> you went, you went to the bank, and you requested a loan based on your credit. So, um, put on, you know, uh, make sure make sure your credit looks good. Okay, do what you got to do to clean up your credit. If it's not good, go to a bank, request a personal loan. Or request a request a loan. Doesn't have to be a personal one because those are tough to, to to get. But see if you can get a loan and see if you can if you can pay yourself based on that loan for six months to a year and do what you love doing and make sure that you walk in that bank with a business plan. Have a partner. Tell them this is how we plan on making money. These are the trends. You have to do your research. You can't just you know expect to throw a mod on the steam ch- on on you know the. Um, the steam <laughs> yeah. site and say like okay guys so pay me a dollar 99 for every time down and have that be an effective business plan like that's actually not how it really works you know can I, I just say one more quick thing on that yeah go ahead just brought to mind because my uncle's a, a small business owner himself he uh is a musician and had recently gotten into some trouble because he never incorporated or had an llc generated for his band oh and so it was a personal lawsuit against him when uh, a piece of equipment fell and uh, hurt somebody's leg. So, you know, with all of these things, like if you're going, if you're looking at this as a way to make money, you know, and you start, you know, uh, you start a business, you, you know, should spend the 30 to $50 to go down to your county office and, you know, set up a company properly, you know, get the forms to make yourself an LLC or an incorporation. Uh, so that that way, you know, if, you know, it comes down to litigation, you're protected Personally, even though your you know your corporation might go belly up, yeah, I, I know. And, we, and, 
take in mind that this is these are for big mods. If you are making a small mod, really, do you really think it's worth it? I'm sorry, but there is a big thing with you know time, money, and energy. Yeah, there, um, is, there is that. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people these days seem like they make a lot of money, you know, doing doing live streaming. But there's work that goes behind it that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, but even the most well-paid live streamer, how much money do you really think that they're making? You know, I mean, I know you got PewDiePie out there who makes a ridiculous amount of money on YouTube, but there's only one PewDiePie. Do you have any idea how many YouTube channels there are <laughs> out there? We get we get YouTube channels a, a couple every week sending us sending us uh, tweets um, on the Elder Scrolls LTR Twitter account saying, you know, uh, hey, I'm a brand new uh, YouTube channel and, you know, X, Y, Z. You know, uh, I mean, there's there's millions, not millions, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands out there. You know, I mean, you're going to have to walk the those old tried and true steps of legitimacy if you really, really, really want to follow your dreams. Put your nose to the grindstone. Do do your due diligence, okay? There are ways of modders making real money. There are ways of doing it, but you're going to have to, you're not going to, you, you can't just rely on Steam to to do something like that. You got to incorporate Steam yourself Steam. and <laughs> learn a little bit about what it is to build a website and, and whatnot. Um. And that's also a tried and true method because you learn all that stuff and because you learn what all goes into it, that is going to make you attractive to potential employers because of the work you've done. And it's going to, it's going to take years. You know, QGN has been a business for, for a couple of years. And like I said, we've been operating in the red for, for a long time. You know, there's a reason why the, the government gives you three years of zero taxes when you're, when you're, when you're a startup business. Um, uh, anybody? Okay. I was like, who just okay. opened up a wind tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's move on. Um, let's see. We've got, uh, one more. It's like mom and pop advice from Ovarwin and Liz. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, this one is, is this, uh, we're on to Scotty, Scotty D, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Rob, would you mind? Sure. Hey everyone. And Liz. I've got to say that I love that you have revived some of the original show's elements, as well as the bumpers. Listening to the crafting table in the past couple of weeks has looted me full of nostalgia, and I couldn't be happier. I have started my own challenge slash activity in Skyrim lately, and I will share some details now. I rolled a Bosma and immediately went down to Riften to start the Thieves' Guild. As I entered the city, I started to pickpocket everyone so I could be certain to get the fishing jobs out of the way quickly. It was at this point that I realized that I could level myself extremely quickly by using the pickpocket ability to my advantage. As soon as I could, I started leveling up my thief-based skills. Sneak, archery, pickpocket, whacking. (laughs) 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 Via the teachers within the guild, as the session of teaching 
I would simply pickpocket my money back and start the process all over again. At the end of my first playtime, about an hour and a half, I had reached level 19 and maxed out my pickpocket skill, gotten sneak to 50 and archery to 50. I did feel a little dirty doing things this way. No, I didn't. But it was fun to experiment <laughs> with and even more fun to find success in doing so. Keep up all of your amazing work, entertaining, passionate, and hard work. It never goes unappreciated on my end. Divines guide you, Scotty D. <laughs> oh my god, Osgan in the chat says, What accent is that? Boston, South Carolinian, New York? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. That is my dad fucking. Christopher Walken. Oh, okay, great. Thanks, Rob. Thank you so much for actually doing your Christopher Walken impression on the air. It's amazing. Um, and this one comes from McGee, who says, Try to stay the night in hack dirt without killing anyone. It's south of Coral and north of Weatherly. Never even heard. I've never heard of that. Weatherly. Never heard of that. Yeah, um, not sure what that is. Stay the night in hack dirt. Okay. Well, that's that's uh, it's interesting. I'll, I'll look into that. All right, guys. Well, that is that is the end of our show. Um, are we are we looking on time here? How how far over did we go? Uh, uh, about fifteen twenty minutes. Fifteen twenty minutes. All right, not bad. Um. Okay, so where can you get our shows, of course? iTunes, Stitcher Radio, QuestGamingNetwork.com, and YouTube, YouTube.com slash QuestGamingNetwork. You can find us on our website, QuestGamingNetwork.com, or ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash QuestGamingNetwork, and you can tweet at us at ElderScrollsOTR. Catch up with us on Twitch twitch.tv slash quest gaming network for all of our live shows which means uh we well let's put it let me put it to you this way i have no idea when we're going to be able to do this this episode next between all the nonsense going on uh (laughs) at work pirate pistols everywhere everywhere dogs and cats living together it's chaos um i i'm i'm we're gonna try and do this uh, our next episode wednesday May 6th at 9 p.m. Um, they've been taking my days off from me. In fact, if it wasn't oh. for a little skilled maneuvering on my part for this week, ah, da, da, sh- uh, this episode would not be possible. So, <laughs> Dang it, Arwen. Well, you know, the fact remains is that, um, you know, there there it is. Um, tomorrow is supposed to be my day off, and I definitely got to go into work tomorrow. And uh, today was, was, a, was a thing. So I... Um, People in in the Yankee area should stop being mean and Ch- chill out a little bit. Hello, can you hear me? Oh no, lost oh. the call. Great, everything died. Yeah, everything just died. <laughs> just died. Like yeah, no. I was wondering. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was telling us stop being mean and yeah, and then it just went. <laughs> then it, then yeah, it just died. Yeah, because they they found you out. They did. Uh, we're, we're still recording a podcast, though, unfortunately. So, <laughs> so even though the YouTube on this is probably going to be completely screwed up, um, we're, we're going to close the show out. Jesus. Uh, 
So so anyway, um, as as I was saying, uh, listen, it it looks like it looks like uh, we're we're gonna be. You can just follow our our social networks, and we're gonna we're gonna try and get as much out there as, as possible. Uh, next episode of Classic is gonna be Sunday, May third at eleven a.m. Eastern. And Mike's stream of Battlespire was last night. Mark's, it, Mark's stream, excuse me, I'm sorry. Mark's stream of Battlespire <laughs> was last night. It will continue on to Monday. Um, final thoughts, and let's start with Mike. Uh, hopefully, yeah, this was informative to everybody. I had a great time playing uh, Skyrim this week, and have a good week, everybody. And Rob. Thanks for uh, listening and hanging out with us, everybody. And Liz. Um, AD, stop dragging ass at PvP. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Liz. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Uh, thanks, everyone, for in the in the uh, in the in the chat room uh, for listening to us on uh, on our podcast for checking us out on YouTube. Uh, we, we appreciate it. Take care, everyone. As always, be safe. And may the force be with you. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going? We shall duel at 20 paces. <laughs> Sh- shall we? <laughs> I have my flintlock ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah! Look at that—a cookery. <laughs> yes. La cucaracha, la cucaracha. Cookery. <laughs> look at that thing. Oh, look at that. Is that made of Dwemer metal? Uh, Dwemer metal and a uh, horker bone handle. I don't know if it's elephant or not, but. <laughs> Liz está aquí. We? Okay. Yeah. Click on that link, you'll feel better about your life. Awkward family photos. What the? Oh my god. (laughs) There's one with a woman holding a rifle and the guy holding a parrot. Why do people do this? What the hell is this one? And then you got the. He drew a baby on her pregnant belly. All two over from that mullet family. Holy crap. Oh my god. Barwin, you love these people. (laughs) Who sold out?